Let the great experiment begin! Do it. Yeah! Hello. General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. This is some Ferris Bueller shit, dude. <laughs> this is some kids driving around in something that they have no business driving around in. Oh, no. I enjoyed Ferris Bueller quite a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I thought I was going nuts. I was like, this episode, not my favorite, right? Oh, we will talk about it. So, yeah, I just big Ferris Bueller vibes, though. Yeah. I mean, just three of them. There's the gal. There's the big one that looks like a fucking baked potato. <laughs> You don't want to talk about nothing go on, going on. It it ended in the ghost with him just staring blankly at, yeah. a, at a mural that Sabine made as classical music played in the background. Yeah. When they open that fucking hatch on the ghost um, to drop Chopper and R3 out, I was really hoping they'd slip and fall. <laughs> I was like, I do not like Potato Guy. We're not even supposed to talk about this yet. No. Oh, okay. Uh, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is we've already jumped into it. We review that goddamn Star Wars Rebels, that goddamn Rebel show. But before that, uh, before we get into that episode, we bullshit for twenty to forty minutes on anything and everything. And then after that, we get right in we there. get right into that episode. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna back up the truck. Oh, I should have had my damn back up the truck sound. Oh well. <laughs> um, and we are going to. <laughs> Get to the bullshit portion of the clone cast. I made a stupid thing. You want to hear it? Yeah. Caesar said, say it's on. Every rose has its throne. Every rose has its throne. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done a dumb thing. It is like it, we have not ruined a song with a Star Wars thing for quite some time. Yeah, I was doing it like weekly for a while there. People <laughs> yeah, were sending yeah. them in. We should got we got to cook that we up again. Get back to that. Oh yeah. Hey, it, spring is almost sprung. We I only do. Have, hey, we almost we only have like what two months left. Yeah. So noticeably less depressed since daylight saving time. Oh my god, it's so great. Yeah, it's six thirty, and you're like, oh, it's not even dark out yet. It's no pun seven, intended. Look at it. It's nope. not dark out yet. No pun intended. It was night and day. Yeah. Like, I literally, the seasonal depression lifted off of me. Much better. Yeah. Much better. I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah. Driving over here, I was like, holy shit. It's, yeah. Just the, starting the episode when it's not pitch dark out. <laughs> I know. It's 730 and it's still, I, it's still light out there. Yeah. It's much better. It really is nice. Uh, yeah, but this is the clone cast, so bullshit portion. Yeah, what's going on? Anything I don't know, we new? got a bunch of shows to talk about. Yes, we do. We're going to have to get into it's that. The final, it's the final week of three back-to-back shows we need to talk about. It's true. But before um, we get to that, anything happen over the week? No, I got to stop. I'm going to slow down on the weed. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I, I got to bring my tolerance back down. Was there no? Was there any inciting incident, or was it just like not a culmination? Okay, no, I got. I just got to bring the tolerance down because they, like we said, they only legalized five milligrams in this state. Yeah. So well for now, for now, but since my tolerance is going up, like it's it's becoming spendier and spendier to keep getting high. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I got to take a like a week or two off. You know what you got to do? You got to go into Maharaja's and see our buddy Jit. Did you go to Maharajas and see Jit? No, just that one time. <laughs> I thought you were going to try to become his apprentice. I really did want to. Yeah. But I need to go back. But if you go in and you make friends with them, I'm sure he'll hook you up. 
So he does have the weed there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all those head shops got the weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... I go to the place where they have, like, the nice variety, and they get, like, the, the really nice ones coming in, and um, they got, like, organic gummies and yeah, this yeah. and that. You know, I... Uh, I'm a real, I'm a real elitist. Yeah, Jit told me when I went in there the one time, he was, he was, he, he was talking about how like the Democratic Party of Minnesota, the DFL, um, like came knocking on his door the second that that became popular and got passed. So now he's become like a big fundraiser for the DFL. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. And he's like, he was like, these people would have thrown me in jail twenty years ago. He was like, it's crazy <laughs> that they're like actively wanting to like throw like block parties in my parking so lot. he was telling him that was great success right oh yeah so do we think that they're eventually going to just legalize this shit i would hope so those greedy weasley bastards <laughs> <laughs> those greasy weasley bastards um i don't know they gotta come on let's get a move on here yeah it's about time I'm trying to get high like i i i forgot where i read it but i did read that like Minnesota will be one of the last states to legalize it just because the medical lobby is so strong in Minnesota because we have the Mayo Clinic, like United Healthcare has like a huge facility here and like they lobby against legalization of weed. Because, Why? Because they get to do more healthcare and they get to treat pain instead of people just treating it themselves. Yeah. Well, medicinal marijuana has been legal here for quite some time, yeah. I believe. I know. How do I get on that? I, yeah. I could probably just be like, I'm really stressed. I need it. Just give it to me. You got to find one of those doctors that works out of a van. Yeah. <laughs> write you a prescription. His name is Cody. <laughs> <laughs> he just works out of a shed on the east side of St. Paul. I go to see Dr. Cody. <laughs> um, nah, man. They need to, they need to get out. They, we don't need a, this is such a fucking Puritan state with some of our dumb fucking laws. It's crazy. When I first, I remember first traveling like out of state and going into grocery store. And, like, seeing an entire aisle of liquor yeah. and being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, how how are you able to buy booze in a grocery store? Like, we don't... It, it was so nice when I lived in Chicago, just being able to, like, grab a bottle of something while I'm shopping in Target. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking wild. But, they, you know, the all the fucking grocery stores and Targets have found a way to circumvent that law yeah, by just to- attaching a <laughs> liquor store directly to their fucking building and they have like doors as long as you enter and exit through different doors then you're in the clear yes like the entrance of a target the entryway has an entrance on the right to like the liquor store portion of target but you can't get in there from you can't get in there from the store itself you have to be in the entryway of the store so you're you're at it's so dumb i'm sure it's taxed differently and it's like i'm sure there's different like zoning regulations that they have to go through yeah fucking gosh <laughs> those greedy weasley bastards <laughs> uh, i miss dave yeah i miss dave too um yeah but i don't know it's so uh, you want to talk about the banking disaster is oh, that what's Jesus on your mind christ i mean i just kind of want to get you going so i can hear Speaking i can play my new weasley sound bastards effect. yeah um I, I made a new segment, but oh, you got to get on a roll before I go. Well, okay, do you want to well, ask me about it? Well, I it named it Adam the Maoist. <laughs> that the, the people who own the building, the, those greedy, weasley bastards. I would not. So I would not classify myself as a tanky or a Maoist. No, but it's just more of a joke. But the the more it gets 
bad here, the more and more I warm up to the idea of dragging landlords <laughs> into the street and just beating them to death. That the, the people who own the building, the, those greedy, weasley <laughs> bastards. In this, in this banking crisis, again, is not helping their fucking causes. Well, I just find it funny that they're bailing out these Silicon Valley banks, and it's like, these fucking people, like, half these companies are like, oh, they make, like, Snapchat filters or something. Well, it's like, dude, these... No, the, the thing that really, like, pisses me off about it, and I haven't looked too far into it, but just from the things that I've heard on, like, the radio and the random videos that I've seen... Like, one of the biggest issues that I think I, that makes me really fucking mad. So, FDIC, so the, I forget the acronym, but the Federal Banking Insurance something. Yeah. Um, it's a federal, like, banking regu- regulatory body. Yeah, and, and it insures banks, all banks yeah. up to $250,000. So, if you are someone that has $250,000 in a bank. You're insured. You're insured up to that yes but anything past that you're not insured by fdic so So you are at risk of losing it so the thing that this brought to light that's fucking crazy that pisses me off is typically what rich like what dave has been saying these rich greedy bastards what they do is They'll invest $250,000 in one bank yeah. and then take another $250,000 and invest it in another bank. Spread it all over and the place. And then they spread it all over the place. What this brought to light, I think what, uh, what what's the, the Silicon Valley Bank, what, what they have been doing is they have been incentivizing their customers to put more than $250,000 in their bank. Mm-hmm. And then they would give them special treatment if they did. So they, they earn extra dividends or something every year. Interest. No, they got like crazy low interest rates. Okay. Like almost zero interest, interest rates on mortgages. So I haven't been totally paying attention. What happened? Like some investor had a bunch of money there, got spooked, pulled their money out, and then... Well, was- so because it is in Silicon Valley, and that is, like, the tech industry is run by these fucking idiots that think they're geniuses. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, though. Like, half of these companies make nothing. But the other They make th- just dumb shit. But the other thing that, like, I-, I think is responsible for this is all of these idiots talk to each other, and, like, it's known around Sil- yeah. Silicon Valley that there are private, like, chat networks... So like Slack or Teams or like yeah. there's there's private chat groups of these billionaires and they don't allow anyone else use, in. It's important to use billionaires in quotations because this is all speculative bullshit. Right. Like they get all these money from venture capital and they're they're producing nothingness. Yeah. They're producing like shitty apps that no one ever well, they wants still got to the use. money, but it's not it, their business isn't profitable. Yeah, yeah, their business isn't profitable at all, but they also get all these investors that just throw money at them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this this company's worth $250 billion. It's like, why? That's because who's it, gonna pay two hundred fifty billion dollars for a fucking company that makes fucking Snapchat? This folders? has been this has been how it's worked for like twenty years. Is all of the investors and venture capitalists are old as fuck and they don't understand technology. Yeah, so they're just like this is like, like magic. Just the, give them money. The fucking, just yeah. give them money. The best is the Theranos stuff. If you ever oh, read yeah. that book, yep. Uh, well, bad blood. Asking if you read a book. 
You remember the name of it, though. No, but I read. I listened to the podcast. Okay. I watched the documentary. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah the... there were like these. Who was it? It was um. Who was the the big investor? Uh, he. I think he was like the Cisco guy, or was it uh one of those fucking companies? Yes, yeah. one of those old electronic like conglomerate massive corporation this guy went like all in on that fucking lady and all of her bullshit yeah and just they had nothing but he just he just liked the way she's like gave a presentation and he was like oh here's here's not only him like bill clinton was in on it joe biden like visited the campus and talked about how great it was so you can just say things at these people apparently yeah Yeah. but it's like they they think technology is magic they're just like i don't understand it this person seems to yeah so i'm just gonna throw money at them yeah but apparently in these private chat networks that these rich people have like they started talking to each other and saying like hey i think something's going on with uh svb the silicon valley bank i think like i i'm having trouble getting my money out of there uh you guys might just heads up like i'm having issues and so that caused all of them to, like, make a run at the bank. And that's what caused them to collapse. Yeah. It's because they weren't able, they weren't liquid enough. I would love it to give if, them their money. If this started just because some CEO forgot, like, the fucking pin number on the company card or something yeah. like that. Like, I tried to take out $500. Yeah. <laughs> But the other thing, and he collapses the entire Silicon Valley Bank. But the other thing that's that I I think has something to do with this too is like Silicon Valley Bank also. I think they're the 16th largest bank in the U.S. or they were. I never fucking heard of them. No, of course not. But it, but they they kind of like were renowned for like giving loans to like crazy app ideas. Yeah, because Wells Fargo's not going to do that. But they did make a point to stay under they. They purposefully like stayed under a certain threshold to like avoid a certain regulation that would have like kept them safe. But that that's the thing that fucking drives me fucking crazy is cool. You guys put more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in this bank to get a lower interest rate on something. Whatever. Yeah. You could look at that as like pay to play or bribery or whatever. But cool. You, you guys, you knew the fucking. You risk? guys were into this idea of this is a high risk, like gamble I'm taking. If it goes tits up, I'm fucked. But that's not how it fucking works anymore, and that's what drives me fucking crazy. Is no, it's like everybody's like, no, we're we're the brave ones. We're taking the risk. We're the business owners. We're the job creators. We're taking the risk. We're putting our money on the line. And the second shit goes south, they run to the federal government and they're like you got to bail us out yeah you got to bail us out we're in trouble the whole economy the whole economy will collapse it <laughs> fucking drives me crazy i'd love to see like a reenactment of the it's a wonderful life scene at the bank where jimmy stewart's character's like no hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember what's the deal with the bank in that movie like this the thing- bank the bank this- doesn't have the money or something right no, it's the same deal it's like yeah. but that was in the olden days when it was a small Small town bank when everybody was trying to take their money out at the same time. Yeah. No, I just think it'd be funny to see like some stupid Silicon Valley CEO. Hold on. This money's going to a a app that's an Uber for umbrellas. (laughs) Yeah. You can get an umbrella anytime you want. Yeah. Now, hold on, folks. We can. (laughs) (laughs) His name's like Tad. It just fucking, it drives (laughs) me fucking crazy. Yeah. It's wild, man. And the same fucking assholes, the same fucking assholes 
that are up in arms that say that we need the government to bail us out are the same fucking dickheads that are railing against student loan forgiveness. Yeah. It drives me fucking crazy. These people suck. Yeah. Yeah. Bane of the universe. What they need to do is they need to take a page out of another country's playbook who also has its problems, but start putting these motherfuckers in jail. They really do. The, the, the people who own the building, the, those greedy, weasley bastards. I feel like we're relying on like public shame to like take care of stuff. And that ship has sailed a long yeah. fucking time like, ago. Like literally the worst that these guys get is like people in their mentions on Twitter being like, you suck. Yeah. You know, like, fuck you, yeah. dude. You don't know shit. You know, like that's it. Literally it though. Yeah. Outside of that, like and the fact that they have like the audacity to go on there and be like, this is the real deal here. Yeah. Like, this is why we have to have the fuck you, dude. Yes. And they're all like Peter Thiel fucking libertarian fucks. That's the thing. It's like any time it goes south, they hold a gun up to the head of the American economy. And they're like, do you want us to pull the trigger? Because yeah. if you don't bail us out, we're going to pull the trigger. And it's like, I'm to the point. I'm, I feel like I'm fucking crazy. But I'm to the point. I don't give a shit if my savings get wiped out. I want to see them go down. Yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. I just I want accountability. Yeah. That's all I want. And if they, we don't see it through the government, eventually, we're going to have to take it into our own hands. <laughs> the, the, the people who own the building, the, those greedy, weasley <laughs> bastards. It's a great song. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> I can see you just is listening that... to this song, just blood boiling. Oh. <laughs> is that what it is? Have you heard anything else about it? I... I Financial stuff, man. I just know that I, I don't pay attention to it that closely. Oh, no. I like I hate it. Like every time that I've made a point to be like, I need to start like doing things besides having a savings account. Like I need to actually like do something with my money and then I'll like watch a YouTube video. It, it'll get literally eight seconds into it and my eyes roll back in my head. <laughs> like I can't I don't know what it is about like financial talk, but I, I just can't do it. Well, I don't know. I mean, what what what's your degree in again? Marketing. Marketing. You had to take some economics for that. Oh, that I sort of hated thing. it. How did you do in those classes? And I, well, I took econ was fine. Econ was fine. It was uh, accounting and uh, business finance. Those were the two or corporate finance. Those were the two classes where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get through this. But I think I got C's and I was able to like get a yeah. passing grade i can't stand that shit yeah it's very boring to me yep um econ at least is like theory based even though some fucking nerds think it's like factual like econ is enough theory to be like oh cool i can follow this i can understand these broader concepts yeah no i understand the broader concepts of like economic model yeah. and that sort of thing but yeah i mean i bored the following segment is not financial advice i repeat this is not financial advice on with the show. Okay. I, I had to play that because my financial advice, but not actually financial advice, there's nothing like having a physical thing that is worth something. But that's, I'm not going to turn into one of those gold guys, like one of those guys <laughs> <laughs> who's got like gold piling up in his house. I'm not going to go that route. 
But I there is a plastic device um, that clicks together. Oh, they that's hold a their safe, value. Yeah. Safe investment. We're surrounded by a lot of money, right? But that's <laughs> that's the thing that like that would drive me nuts in when I was in like uh, like an accounting class or the the like business finance or corporate finance is like. They, they went over how you had to like work a balance sheet and like depreciating a physical asset was yeah. a thing that you like had to do the math to do. And that was the stuff that I was like, I'm fucking gone. Yeah, I don't know. Like the thing I remember about like high school economics, I don't remember shit about it. Like I, I honestly don't remember anything that they taught me. And like when I look back at like high school math, all that sort of thing, it's like, why aren't you teaching me about interest rates on the $100,000 worth of loans and that I'm going to be in debt in the next four the craziest, years? Why, why aren't we talking about this? The other part that I find surprising is the first thing that you learn in economics is just on a line graph supply and demand. Like that whole thing about the free market supply and demand. And it doesn't take long before you realize like, but that is not how our current system works because the second a corporation gets enough power, they just buy up any competition. Yeah. Like that's not that's not supply and demand. That's yeah. like working the system so you have a monopoly on your hands. Yeah. Like that's that's they're flying in the face of what you're you're preaching, but you're the ones that are trying to institute policies that are helping them. Like that's oh, it's it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, did, did you? Was that enough of a tangent for you? Yeah, I think we'll move on. Okay. I think it's time to move on. Um, should we check in with uh, one of our favorite clone Castanovas? Yes. You're as cold as that. <laughs> You're willing to sacrifice our love. Okay, so... Zach the Greater wrote in. Now we have Zach the Greater and Zach the Lesser because we're just piling Zachs these days. But Zach the Greater, the original Zach wrote in. Cold is Zach on Twitter. Hey, Tom and Adam, longtime listener, first time emailer. Wanted to write in and see if you guys could get a list of any clone Castanovas that will be at Celebration this year. I know, I think Selena Perry's going. Um, is, did she confirm? I believe she's going. Okay. Yeah, I thought she confirmed. I but anyways, you. Zach is looking to meet up with potential. You know, if Clone Castanovas are going, let Cold to Zach, Cold to Zach on Twitter, let him know because he'll be he's going overseas. Yeah, yeah. God, I wish I had enough time and money to do that. One of these days we'll go. Um, I'd love to meet some of them and even hand out some more Clone Cast propaganda again. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to make some flyers for him to just dump all over London. That is one of the greatest moments of my life. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he does this year. I think I might send him, like, Kinko's money to make a bunch of copies. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to check a bag. He's gonna. I'm going to send him with a fucking entire fucking, like, a whole fucking suitcase full of propaganda. <laughs> um, also, I want to add a vote to not eliminate the Sega bass fishing segment, um, I guess. It's I guess growing are, in popularity. Yeah. At this point, we're relying on people to write in and remind us to do it, so we'll have to do that in a second here. It's a highlight of my week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all you guys do, Zach the Greater. So, Zach is a fan of Sega Bass Fishing, which leads us to this. Adam, we got to pick the Sega Bass Fishing sound effect of the week. I am going to need a number of 1 through 176. Let me pull up my list of the ones you've already gone through. I am prepared. All right, 162. 162. I think we're in the clear there. 162. Let me document it here. 
This list is going to get really long, but let's see. Okay. Are you ready for this heater? Yep. Very exciting. Evening. <laughs> Evening. 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 Not yet. It's only twilight out there. You know what we should do? Evening. Yeah. What? Zach, next episode, write in. Tell us what, what Sega Bass number you want. That would be fun. Yes. Yes. Let's get Zach numbers from people. Zach it next time. Uh, as long as it's not 3, 8, 19, 23, 25, 67, 69, 77, 80, 85, 87, 112, 117, 127, 133, 137, 138, 143, 147, 149, 162, 175. If it's, if it's not one of those, someone, you know, write them into us. It's all yours. It's all yours. This is the kind of partici- participation that the fans enjoy. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the email, Zach. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Zach. The cold one. The cold, cold is The Zach. original. Yes. Um, Anyone else wants to write in? Go go right ahead. We love you. Not a write in, but the client reached out, and Gary is listening to a Thrawn audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get a Gregorius Gary's book review. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Gary's very gregarious when it comes to the Star Wars stuff. That's fantastic. Maybe he'll really like it. Maybe this is this is the gateway yeah. drug he needed. This is the defining moment for Gary. Um, so okay, yeah. Anyways, um, let's see. Uh, what else? What the fuck? What was that that happened this week that I wanted to talk about, and then I don't even remember what it was. Personal life, or I don't remember anymore. Other property. I can't remember. Okay, I fucking completely forgot. Maybe it is time you take a break from the weed. Oh. <laughs> It's time. It's time to take a break from the weed. Uh, should we talk about these shows? Yeah, let's do it. Which one do we want to do first? Let's get it out of the way. You want to get it out of the way? Let's get Last of Us out of the way. All right. How many minutes do we want to do on this? Ten? Yeah. Well, it's a finale. Yeah, let's do ten. Well, eh. It's up to you. Let's do ten. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. So. Oh. Fuck it. Last of That's Us. That's right. I got to do this thing. We got to explain. And so we're going to talk about Last of Us, the season finale, the show, and potential video game spoilers for the second video game. Yeah. So if you haven't played the second video game and you don't want it spoiled, just fast forward 10 minutes. Yes. Or obviously, if you haven't aren't up to date on the show. Yes. <laughs> skip ahead. But we will be discussing major plot points from the second game. Yes. It's kind of important. So, hey, Siri, set a timer for 10 minutes. Minutes. Fuck it. Last of Us segment. Okay. So, finale. Yeah. Um, thoughts? They really wanted to get first season done, man. Again, not much deviation from the game. Very strong. I love the giraffe part. Yes. It's great to see that. I, I, that was one part I... They had to do. I yeah. knew that was going to be in the show. It was a really cool moment in the game, especially because yep. you're just going through these like bleak after bleak after bleak. And it comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment in the game. And I couldn't remember in the game, but does it happen the same way where Ellie's lowering a ladder to you? Yeah. Okay. I believe it does. Because um, I know she runs off and Joel has to yeah. catch up with her. Yeah. It's got to be. it. Yeah, it was the exact same thing. But in be. the TV show, when he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a boost and then throw down that ladder, I just laughed out loud. Yes. because And then Brie was like, what? And I was like, that happens so many times yeah. in the game. Whenever I see Joel 
picks somebody up. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. he puts the hands out. They they stop and he just goes. Like that happens fifty times yeah. in the game. I mean, yeah. Uh I don't. Like, okay, so let's talk really quick about the opening scene, which the birth of Ellie yes, and the mother. In the show, that's actually Ashley Johnson who, who plays Ellie, Ellie in the game. Yes. So, I, every single episode, I think they've they've had somebody that's associated with the game. I yep. think I think every I don't know close to every close episode. to every episode. The guy that uh, voices Tommy in the game was one of the people in Kansas City. Yeah, like the right hand man to Kathleen. Yes. Um, the guy that voices Joel was the the assistant to the rapist guy. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, and now Ash. Rapist Cannibal. You know? <laughs> Rapist Cannibal, yes. It's a double-edged sword with that I love guy. that band out of Norway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a band. <laughs> yeah. Rapist Rapist Cannibals. cannibals. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you listen to the fine young Rapist Cannibals? <laughs> Remember those fine young cannibals? Remember that? Yeah. Um, but no, that was a really cool scene. Um, and I like how they kind of showed the umbilical cord is where, like, I guess she... There was just like the right amount that Ellie like absorbed it and became immune. That was the thing you know? that like like, su- like supposedly that's giving backstory to why she's yeah. immune is she was birthed the second that like her mother got infected. Sure. Um but yeah, I thought that was a cool addition. I mean, that's not in the game. No. So that was very unique to see. Um but let let's talk about the hospital stuff. Um I I found it Interesting. I spoke with uh, this is the Tay clone Casanova Taylor, and she was like, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." Like, kind of fucking, hey Joel, like that was a really awful thing. And she was con- confused by like Reddit bros who were like, "Oh, defending him." Yeah. And I was like, I think it's different for people that played the game because when I when I watched it the show, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm I oh, this is yep. this is rough." But when I played the game, you're controlling Joel. And you've controlled Joel for 20 hours. Well, and and you, like, uh, it, you almost feel like he's an extension of yourself when you're playing the game versus when you see it on the TV. But also, it, like, the game, at least, okay, the first game conditions you into all of these people coming at you are bad. Like, everybody coming at you are bad guys. And even in that hospital scene when you're playing as Joel, like, the people that are coming at you are trying to kill you. So, it, yes. like, there's not really a second where you're, like, processing that like oh wait i might be the bad guy that comes in the second game but in the first game it's hard to get that to get through until like right after i finished the first game i texted you and i was like i love this and i think the reason i love it so much is because i don't have completely good feelings about anybody right and i think there's like there's there you're you know like especially joel i mean and that's the character you are in the whole first game and you're like I don't hate Joel, but I am really having a hard time with yeah. what he did there. Yep, and um, I think that is the point of the game. I think that's why the game is so great. Yes, and why the show is so great is it's making you kind of like come face to face with these kind of yeah dealings. You have to kind of like deal with them yourself internally. Yeah, it you know, and it's interesting when you think about like how like something that happens in our personal life can impact our greater world yeah. view. You and know. like, and I do think <laughs> I have seen a bunch of people on TikTok that haven't played the game but are reacting to the show that are like, "Oh, the Fireflies are fucking idiots. They think that they could just cut this girl's brain open and they could make a vaccine." And it's like, "Ah, it's they, literally they wiped could. out like eighty percent of Earth's population. Like that's and it's still actively it's just, spreading." I was surprised. Like that's not. 
I was surprised at how many people were coming forward and trying to justify Joel's actions. And I think the point of the whole thing is Joel was doing this out of selfish reasons. Yes. He loved Ellie. He wants to have Ellie and save Ellie for himself. Yes. But if you were to ask him for her too. But there's but, but when Mar the point when Marlene forced him to face the question, okay, if she were awake and we were to ask her, what would her decision be? Like and he knew she would sacrifice herself for this. Yeah. And that's the that is the point that I think drives it home is like he knows for a fact that if we were to do this right, if we were to wait until she was awake and we gave her all of the information, it would end up the same way. She yeah. would end up dead and they would end up cutting her brain open. But with Joel, it he's gotten to the point where he's lost everybody that's even Tommy ran off. Yeah. You know, I mean, granted, they mend fences, but um, like he's lost everybody. They're out there riding fences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he lost everybody. Yeah. And he ultimately decides that he can't lose her and he makes a selfish choice. Yeah. It, it's all based in selfishness, but it's a choice able, that he... like if you're Joel and you have those experiences leading into this, like. You understand where he lost connection with reality pretty easily. But, and that's the thing that, like, it always, it, it does it masterfully where it gives you enough kind of, like, logic to justify it. Because you can think, like, he's able to justify his actions by saying, this is a, what, 14-year-old girl, and she's unconscious, and you're going to kill her and cut her head open? Like, no, she needs she needs a say in this. She needs to be able to, like, give her uh consent to dying to save the human race like that's enough to like justify his actions in his head even though it is selfish he doesn't give a shit about that but i feel like that is the thing that they do so well yeah is they give any time that there is a strong kind of emotional point they do offer some kind of counterpoint that lets you kind of argue against it well why can't a baby in the womb argue make their case adam <laughs> Why, Adam? I think I've made my thoughts on that plenty clear. I know. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> but, all right. So, anyways, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was more jarring to see it acted out where, I mean, I have a connection to Joel in the show, you know, but you're watching yeah. him from afar. When you're playing the game, you're Joel yes. in that moment. Like, you've been Joel for the last 20 hours I don't of know what life, it was about you know? his line delivery, but when he shoots the doctor in the head, and then he just, like, points the gun at the nurse, and he's like... Unhooker, <laughs> like it made me burst up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the end game though, because that's yes. Um, now, I think they're going to flesh out the in between period more. I hope so, and I think that's where they're going with the show. I think it is confirmed that this it's going to be more than two seasons. Yeah. Now, Naughty Dog did announce that they finalized what their plans are for their next project. So a lot of people are speculating their next... Last of Us Part Three game okay. project. Some but they didn't specify it's a Last of Us project. No, okay. but a lot of people are thinking with the success of the TV show and just the renewed interest would make sense if they're going to make a huge title, <laughs> maybe part three. But I don't know. I, I think it's going to be cool. And I think that's where they're going, though. They're going to go, you know, they're going to go to Jackson and they're going to explore the relationship of Ellie and Joel um, and in the time we'll, period in between. Do you games. think we'll get to meet Abby? In season two. 
maybe like right at the end. Because I don't know if they want to do, you know, part two, game part two. Is that going to be season three then? Right. I don't know. Or they may be going to do five episodes, and then in the middle of the next season, they transition. That's what I would hope they would do. Yeah. But I could totally see them completely writing some, like, brand new stuff, introducing all the characters from part two, get us more emotionally invested in those particular characters. Because in the game, you're kind of thrown right in there. Yeah. And you do get emotionally invested in, but, like, uh, what's his name? Um... He, he shows up to help. He's like one of the rangers. He works directly with Ellie. Um, the Asian guy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I forget his name. Yeah. But like... The father to the, her her son. Yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Not not Ellie's son. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah nah. But, I mean... Ah, oh, fuck. There it goes. All right. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, We're looking forward to the next season. Huzzah! <laughs> Okay, uh, what do we want to talk about next? You know what? I want to talk about Bad Batch last. Okay. I think Bad Batch is low-key getting a shaft right now. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about... Do you want to do five Only minutes if- or ten minutes on Mando? Um, I don't know. Your call. Do you want to try to do five? Let's see if we can do it in five. Okay. Um, even though I, I God, let's try to do it in five. If we still got more to say, we can extend it so we can let the listeners know to fast forward another five. I say, let's do 10. Okay. Cause I know we're going to go over five. Yeah. There's more than it's, five minutes. there. It is us. Okay. So. All right. Uh, Hey Siri set a timer for 10 minutes. Okay. Fast forward 10 minutes. If you don't want to hear Mando spoilers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Still playing. Need a light bulb. You take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby. Baby. Baby, you got a stew going. Yeah, we, we definitely couldn't do five. I mean, this is already like a minute. Baby, you got a stew <laughs> Good luck turning this off early, too. Oh. Okay. Wow. When the fuck are they going to say Satine's name? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yep. Good question. Where went it much longer? Yep. Oh, and those crazy monkey guys. <laughs> the blue monkey guys? What are their names? Talamites? The Amalites? Amalites. Yeah. Oh, I like these guys. Or Alamites. Alamites or something like that? Yeah. The Wasteland Junkies. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know how at this point they have to say something about the Kree's family and like the royal line and... Bo has mentioned her family multiple times, yeah, but no one by name. Let's talk Mythosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Mythosaur. Those oh, oh. Weasley bastards. Um, he was a big boy. I'm really interested to see what happens now. And also, like it's said that the Mythosaur would reveal itself for a new era of like Mandalore. So okay, so the armorer said, I can't remember if it was in the first episode of this season or in a previous season or in the Book of Boba Fett. Who the but fuck I, knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your guess is as good yeah. as mine. I don't know what we watched, but she wrote down, or, or I wrote this down. The quote is. The songs of Eon's past foretold of the Mythosaur, Mythosaur rising up to herald a new age of Mandalore. Okay. Um, yeah, but rise up for who? Right. They both went in the water. Yep. I think it's Bo. I do too. I think Bo-Katan. That's, I, I think the Kree's clan is destined to lead the new age of Mandalore. I think, so I sent you that, I sent you a TikTok of some 
fucking chud who was talking about like, oh, it's obviously the Mythosaurus right, myth is, myth is rising up for Mando. Of I have course. 80 unread messages on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I send you a lot. <laughs> Not from you. That You're like 15 of them. But like Devin has sent me, Force Priest is like, I'm sorry. Like I go like, I go on runs with TikTok. Yeah. Like I'll get there and like, I won't go on there for four days. And then I'll like look through everything and I'll but okay, anyways, continue. But yeah, so, so uh, what did the Chud say? There's a Chud who is talking about like obviously this is this is for Din because Din did this and did the did this and like gave absolutely no even open mind thought to the fact that it could be for Bo. Also, Din didn't see the Mythosaur. No! Bo Katan saw the Mythosaur. She saved his ass, what, twice? Three times yeah. in that episode? It, it doesn't just... I don't know. I mean, it could be Din. But, like, doesn't the fact that she's the one that saw the mythosaur, the fact that she saw this this fucking Loch Ness monster yeah. creature, like, does it exist? Doesn't it exist? God, it was cool. The fact that she saw it, that kind of tells me, like, she has a very big role. Like, why would a mythosaur suddenly reveal itself to somebody who doesn't fucking the matter? The thing... Okay, this is the thing that I... I was hoping that they would do, and it seems like they're going this route, mm-hmm. and I can't fucking wait if they keep going this way. But did, uh, Bo has been so fucking disillusioned that even when he came to her right away, she was like, nope, not interested. Like, wave that thing around above your head. They'll do whatever the fuck they you ask of them. Just, I'm not interested. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've been through enough. She's so disillusioned, and she's been burnt so many times that she's kind of like, completely done and din is so fucking orthodox that just based on what the armorer is telling him to do even though the armor has never been there herself apparently and like he's never been to mandalore he's just like obeying because this is some weird religious creed the thing i think they're doing is like they are going to use bow and din to like bring each other to a weird middle we're like, we're. I'm hoping Din will become less orthodox because he's already listened to Bo talk about like, what are you talking about? You've never had this. Every Mandalorian has had this. Yeah. So I mean, you have. Yeah. I mean, she's made this episode particular too. She made multiple references to things that like, oh, I'm surprised that you didn't know this. Like, this is kind of a Mandalorian thing. What are you talking about that you don't know this? Like, the more that happens, I think the more cracks show up in Din's weird religion. Yeah. And Bo watching him take the creed and enter the waters, like, ignited something in her that wasn't there before. And then she saw a fucking mythosaur. And then she saw the mythosaur. But even before she saw the mythosaur, I think, like, hanging out with Din and seeing how seriously he's taking, like, his Mandalorian hood... I think is like doing something to her. Like when he was talking about her father and said like, yeah, he's uh, he, I would have liked to meet him. He sounds like a great man. He died defending Mandalore. And he's like, this "This is the way. way." And she's just kind of like, she kind of took pause for a second. It was like, Oh shit. No, the the stuff still like got her emotional. It's like they being back in Sundari and like going, she got invested. It's like their relationship is making her less cynical and kind of like, reigniting this passion yes. for Mandalore. And through- she was a fucking terrorist for yeah. Mandalore. Let's not forget. And she killed it. a woman with eyes on the side of her head. <laughs> Try love. Without a fucking second thought. Yeah. Because she was that passionate about Mandalore. So you and that's think- gone. I, I don't know. I don't think Din has any desire to rule. No, not at all. 
and and that's why, like, I really hope it's not like a Bran Stark thing where it's like, yeah, we'll make him ruler. It's like, what? Bran? Yeah, yeah. Bran, and, Bran doesn't want to be a king. No, I do not think that's going to happen. So I think it's Bo. Like, I think Bo's going to rule, and I think, yeah, she's going to come more but towards But they're going a... to need each other. I think, yeah. I think Bo will rule, but she is going to need... Din to kind of like unite and talk to these different weird sects of Mandalore to get them to like I unite think lot, as a people. I think a lot of the children of the Watch are not going to go along with it though, and there's going to be some sort of Mandalorian that, conflict. That's the thing. Like, I need a bow and armor face off. I'm not saying like fight, yeah, but just like them confronting each other with I, their two I just, ideologies. I need that. I kind of feel like the armor is like the lieutenant governor of Tennessee. Like, <laughs> like we don't know everything. Like, spouts their shit. We look at her text messages, yeah. and there's a lot of emojis. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of emojis. weird emojis. She, go home, she goes home every night, takes that fucking <laughs> helmet off. You know, like, I, I just think she's bullshitting Din all the time. Like, I think he's just blindly following around this fucking leader who is a bullshit artist. Like, I don't believe... I am starting to think she's a bullshit artist. She could be like some weird cult leader. Yeah. And like a convenient fact about like, oh, never removing your helmet. If she's tired, she could just give it to somebody else and have them just like, don't say anything. Just wear this and go in there and act like me. Yeah, that's true. That'd be that'd be funny. If you got... <laughs> she's sending in just a completely doubles. different yeah. person. Yeah. Just, there's five different of her playing the fucking role. It's like Padme with all of her fucking clones yeah. running around her, all of her, all of her uh, aides that all look like her. Um, so you think they're going to, but you think it's going to be kind of like a uniting thing where, where it brings Bo more back into the Mandalorian, not like crazy all the way, but like, no, but like it, it's reignited a passion yeah. for her people in Mandalore itself. Yeah. So Mandalore is going to be ruled by Joe Manchin, a centrist. <laughs> it's going to be like, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the Joe Manchin Mandalore. Yeah. The Kristen Cinema Mandalore. <laughs> Bo is going to give her children very secure positions at oil companies. Yeah. Yeah. Clan Crees will have a long and storied and rich history of um, God, you know, like it's going to be like the Rockefellers. You know? It's going to be like <laughs> yeah. this endless family that just has money. Um. I wonder if I wonder if Corky's going to show up. But that is that is the thing I hope they do. I really do hope they kind of explore that. In yeah, she is in it for the long run. I mean, she's who I want to see. Yes, yes. I think that's only fair because yeah. it was it was Sabine, uh, Satine was fucking assassinated, betrayed, and just you know fucking oh. We haven't even talked about the weird spider monster yet. Yeah, those, yeah, that weird spider guy. That guy was fucking awesome. He was brewing something. You man. see how she handled that dark saber too? Oh yeah, she can wield it better than him. <laughs> it's like she's made for it. Of course. Um, but I do before. Yeah, the spider guy was cool, but I do want to talk about Grogu's flashlight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that little thing. I was like, is that going to turn on? And sure enough, it yep. turned on. That was awesome. My favorite part is when he jumped into the fighter and just pointed at the map yeah. and looked at R5 and is like, wah, 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 yeah. and <laughs> took off. Also, apparently he trusts droids now, but maybe it's because it's an astromech. It, yeah. Because you made the droid point last week. It was like, okay, that's why he wanted yep. that one. But then you made the point, like, I, maybe it's just because it's an astromech, so he's fine with I it. I think that might be it. Because they're kind of like the puppy dogs of fucking droids. It's not like an IG where it's a fucking assassin. But does that mean that, like, the whole IG thing is done? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. 
I hope so. I just bolt him back to that statue. Why would you when you have this fucking guy now? Yeah. <laughs> this guy rocks. Okay. That's it. We got we to gotta stop that. All right. Very good. I'm excited. I'm glad you picked 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on. We're going to do... F- I almost want... All right. We're going to do Bad Batch Blitz, and it's going to be five. But I don't... We're going to do five? I got to pee soon, man. All right, all right, all right. I mean, we could take a break now if you want to do 10. Yeah, let's do 10. Okay. Uh, so if you haven't seen the latest episode of The Bad Batch, and we should clarify, that means last week, because we have horrible timing with our... We record on Tuesday nights, so... The that is true. Morning, yeah. So, so last week's episode is uh, The Outpost. The Outpost. So if you haven't watched The Outpost, fast forward 10 All minutes. Right. So, hey Siri, set a timer for 10 minutes. We need more. It needs to be longer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so we get back. We, I think we mentioned we hadn't seen Crosshair in a while. So when this episode started, I forgot that Crosshair was a thing. Like, yeah. Once I saw him, like immediately in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Yeah. I completely forgot about Crosshair. No, when Bad Batch commits to a different story, it doesn't go back to the other ones. It's very much like the Clone Wars in that way. Like very... Most Clone Wars episodes that I can think of, they weren't jumping all over the place. Yeah. They were, this is what the story we're telling this episode, and we're committing to that. I do appreciate that, because they I could like it. Yeah. They could very easily try to, like, okay, we're going to tell half of a Crosshair story and half of a yeah. gang story or whatever. Yeah, or, you know, like the last the last few episodes of The Bad Batch where they were on, um, you know, uh, Lesser Fat Cats. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That whole thing, like... You know, I would see certain shows that would intersperse that with what Crosshair was doing yep. and that sort of thing. And I mean, it works for it works for other shows, but I appreciate it for Star Wars to just stick to the one. Story. I think it was last week I mentioned that uh, stuff. It's weird because <laughs> at this point, things just seem disjointed, like because there's Crosshair doing his thing. There's the the crew and Omega doing their thing. There's kind of the Empire doing their thing. There's Echo. There's Rex and Echo doing their thing. Like it just feels disjointed and like it like at the end of this episode, it was a the end of last week's episode and the end of this week's episode was a perfect way to like, oh, all of these things are going to come crashing together. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, we were at. Why do I always forget the name of that fucking mountain? (laughs) (laughs) That fucking mountain that they're in. Why do I fucking forget the name of the mountain? Nah, you, you know, the mountain. Yes. Where they got fucking Lama Say and yeah. Alisay, where they got the fucking mountain. Let's just call it Clone Mountain. I'm finding it. I'm finding that fucking mountain name, man. What's the Mount Tantus. I'll get Mount it one. Tantus. Yes. I'll remember one of these times. But yeah, I mean It's all gonna it's all coming down to we're gonna have a confrontation at Mount Tantus. Yes. And I am very excited for Crosshair to rejoin the boys. Well, and that's the thing. I don't I don't know. Do you think he's going to rejoin them, or do you think he's going to do some heroic action and die to save Omega? Like I'm, I'm theorizing like the Empire recaptures Omega to use her as a bargaining ship to Nalase. Cross is, Crosshair is going to give his life to get Crosshair is going to be there and going to be able to like save her and like yes, his sacrifice. I could totally see that, or I could also see them 
having him just reunited with the crew yeah. and going forward from there. I don't know. I For his character and what we saw this week, um, where Mayday was like, oh, remind me to never get like you know yeah. killed with yep. you because he's just like a oh, dead, dead weight. You don't want to bring the dead weight. I could. I think I would actually. If I if I was a betting man on this sort of thing, I'd predict he dies saving them in some sort of way. That would be cool. I think that's just where his character's going. But the way that Star Wars has been working underneath Disney, nobody fucking dies. <laughs> so I know. I mean, yeah, but usually they die and then they get brought back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do kill them, quote unquote, and then suddenly like, oh, Echo. Oh, they're in a yeah. back to tank. Yeah. Yeah. Echo's half astromech yeah. now. He can plug in. The other thing that I thought was interesting, I don't know if there's anything to this, but like Crosshair has kind of been on a sociopath's journey for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until this episode where like cracks started showing but it wasn't until after that he was following with his scope, like the guys, and then that ship exploded. And he kind of like got his bell rung, like his head kind of like he took his helmet off and he kind of was like shook by it. Yeah. Because he was looking through his night vision scope. And I think the like the explosion well, kind what of he like saw with his head. in the explosion, I think, is important because he saw a trooper running towards it. And he also saw an enemy, one yeah. of the raiders. And I think he saw that trooper that was near that explosion is one of the ones that died. Yep. And yeah, I think maybe like viscerally seeing somebody that he I mean, literally shares a ton of DNA with. Well, it's not the first time he's seen a clone die, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like physically, I'm wondering, like, did he lie and that ship is still in his head and this like knocked it loose or something? I don't know. Like, it is something, like, could physical trauma be the thing that, like, reset his brain? Yeah. I don't know. I think that was just more of a thing that they plopped in there just so he didn't get the perfect shot off and kill that guy dead and they were able to trace the blood trail. Like, I think that's why they did that, but... Other other question. (laughs) Once uh, Crosshair followed the blood trail and found that cave pretty easily Uh in Mayday... Like was like, hey, we found these these people are they probably escaped this way. And Crosshair's like wrong. And Mady's like, well, this probably explains how they have been raiding our camp for so long. It's like, is Mayday bad at his job? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it seemed like pretty obvious that that earlier Mayday blamed it on the equipment because he like hits the pole and he's like, yeah, it doesn't work all the time. And I I felt like that was more plausible. (laughs) Um, But no, they're just crawling out of holes and like you didn't. I don't whatever. I don't think Mayday's bad at his job. I think they're just severely <laughs> understaffed and they yeah. were so stretched thin that they like couldn't even leave the base because yeah. they couldn't risk it. But I don't know. Um I I like to think though, like the last couple times we saw Crosshair with Cody. <laughs> yep. And Cody doesn't obey the or Crosshair ends up shooting him and you know, then Cody disappears after that goes AWOL, quote well, unquote. Yeah. We don't know for sure. Yep. But I think Crosshair seeing that act of defiance and then combine that with like just developing that bond with Mayday, I think those well, two things have pushed him. I'm also over curious the edge, like, when it was the Clone Wars, like even like officers were clones. Yeah. So like Crosshair, I think an argument could be made when when the Bad Batch crew left, he was like, no, I'm not turning my back on my brothers. Like, this is this is all yeah. of us. 
And like now he's starting to see like, oh, no, like the commanders aren't clones anymore. Now you're starting to like have to interact and take orders from people that aren't your brothers that don't view you in the same light that you view them. I think it's I think it's more to do not necessarily that because of all the batch. I think he had the least amount of camaraderie with. That's true. Especially none of them really like got along with the regs. Really. Outside of like fucking but it's just, like I but took like, it, it's like weird how like it's I think this what it is though fucking you guy. Know, I think what it is though like he had this dumb blind faith that has finally been shattered that the empire wouldn't just throw them to the yeah, curb yeah. and it's very obvious in this episode the opening scene where Crosshair standing by the shuttle waiting for the commander that dickhead by the way fucking dumb no one yeah the <laughs> lieutenant fucking. He got it, man. That I was, was so like, glad. It was so heavy-handed yeah. that I it had to be on purpose yeah. to be like, okay, this is what it takes to kill somebody. Is yes. They have to be this hated. Yeah. It was great. He looked like shitty David Bowie to me. And he sounded exactly like Liquid Snake. Yeah. I had to look <laughs> it up. I had to look it up to make sure the voice actor wasn't the same guy. Yeah. I, I think... Um, I don't remember where I was going with that now. Fuck! The Empire was going to take care of clones. Yeah, I mean, but no, that opening scene when he's staying there waiting for the the fucking shithead lieutenant. They they're showing them like being like, "You're retired now, please." And, you know, it's this commanding just officer. Like, she's telling him yeah, like, "If you have questions, no, go talk to this yep. person. I'm just telling you this, you know." And so like, and then the fact that the cargo was stormtrooper armor. Yep. And like the combination of that, seeing Cody, uh, and then and ultimately, you know, just bonding with Mayday, it's. I don't know, man. Like, I think this is the first time Crosshair's programming is secondary to his humanity. Yeah. You know? Like, out of all of them, he was the most... Like, even Tech, we've talked about Tech's personality and how they're kind of playing possibly, like, you know, they're you know talking yep. about, is he on the spectrum, isn't he? Um, But with Crosshair, like, he is the most, like, dead inside emotionally yeah period no he's very follow orders yes that's it he was he was i follow orders that's my thing that's he was the programmed one to the max what would be interesting if now he is disillusioned with the empire so he just looks for someone else and then he ends up with saw like how fucking awesome would that be i don't know how if yeah, he ends up with saw and yeah. saw he's just like a fucking mercenary yeah on the opposite side now Oh, that's you know, what yeah. I want to see happen. I can see it kind of being like, you know, we talk about, well, does he sacrifice himself for the batch? Does he rejoin with them? Maybe neither. Maybe it's just he forges his own path. Damn it. <laughs> and these are big episodes, man. I don't be interesting, though. So that's yeah. your Bad Batch Blitz. Um, Next Bad Batch episode is entitled Pabu. Pabu. So I have no fucking <laughs> idea what that is. Pabu. I like that. Pabu. I will um, know more tomorrow morning. How many more episodes are there this season? I think season? there's three or four. Damn. It's low-key been really good. It really has. And I really feel like it's unfortunate that I think, you know, Andor was so powerful and it was so good. And it's sand- and then it came right after Andor. Did it overlap with Andor? I can't remember. No, no. Andor ended and then there's like a month and then Bad Batch. Okay. I mean, but it was, you know, it was the next thing after Andor. And then they premiere Mando. While yep. it's still going out, I feel like 
I feel like it's been taking a backseat to other things. And granted, it's you know, it's animation, and so I think they might treat it slightly differently than their live action properties. But it's been really good. I completely when agree you look, with you. When you look at it as a whole, great. Um, but we're not supposed to talk about it anymore. So um let's see, do we have anything else? Oh yeah, I gotta get this done really quick. We got some bangers to get out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Clone Cast, Clone Cast, a Nova tweet of the week. Yes. Oh. All right. Those greedy, weasley bastards. All right. Okay. Tweet of the week. It's been, it's been a few weeks. Um, so I saved up a handful. Um, so I got. This is going to be the largest Tweet of the Week nominees of all time. I'm just going to go through them. You know, I'm going to pick numbers. But um, this one gives away who tweeted it. I just found it funny. It's uh, Now, there's a... <laughs> he's from Minnesota. Connellberg. Oh. Connellberg, <laughs> Destiny the Game Enjoyer, at Connellberg. He has a way of tweeting in the third person that I just love. <laughs> and it, this was on Daylight Savings Day, and he just tweeted, Connellberg and the Savings of Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> And I got a kick out of that. Um, okay, the next one. Um, the next one, you won't know who these people are until we reveal it at the end. But uh, this one. By 25, you should hate people as much as George Lucas does. <laughs> I think that's kind of a good life uh, a life philosophy to have. Um, okay, this one is kind of traumatic, but it made me laugh. <laughs> so, had a true 40 experience last night when someone pulled out a knife or gun or something during last night's Scream 6 screening. <laughs> Had to crawl and run out through a crowd of screaming and panicking people. And you're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And he just goes, very on brand for the Scream franchise. <laughs> and then it's, he's got the gif of Jada Pinkett Smith when she got stabbed. I think it was like Scream yeah, 2 yeah, yeah. and they're in the movie theater, you know? Um, But, yeah, like just, a, you know, a scary, horrible experience. But then they're just like, oh, very on brand for the Scream yeah. franchise. I got a kick out of that. Um, so this was a quote tweet. Um, it said, Res- rescuers responding to reports of a leopard in a Cincinnati tree instead found a servile, which later tested positive for a cocaine. And this clone Casanova tweeted, the cocaine, bul- the cocaine bear multiverse is going to be so good. <laughs> it's true. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing a cocaine shark. Oh, are they? But it's one of those shitty sci-fi movies. And like, it's not associated with yeah, cocaine like bear. Yeah, shark. Sharknado. Yeah. They're just yeah. capitalizing on it. Just yeah. look, but it looks so bad that they're not even enjoyable. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. Uh, here's another one. Urging the conservatives in my life to shake off the shackles of wokeism and to drink the forbidden juice from under the kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> forbidden juice. <laughs> um, I tweeted out the Zillow Beast. Did you see yep. the Zillow Beast? Mo tweeted out. Yeah. Um, and this person tweeted, finally, a real estate agent that knows how far every house is from the local regional power station. <laughs> it's important. It's important to know those things. You want to know. Yeah. What school district am I in? How far am I from the regional power station? Um, okay. Here's another one. I drink Bo-Katan soup out of the dip in her bag. <laughs> and I, oh, to that I say. Like. I love all my girlfriends. I love them all. But I, I don't. Pl- I try not to play favorites, but 
she's number one right now. <laughs> I I want her to win. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, yeah. are you the one that wrote that tweet? No. Oh, okay. But I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Explaining to nieces and nephews that the Indoraptor and Dominus Rex from Jurassic World aren't real dinosaurs is a challenge that exists only to modern uncles. <laughs> Okay, so those, um, and then also this one, replacing all my internal organs with potatoes. God, that's, oh, it's hard. Like, all of these are home runs. Yeah. Um, so the first one was Connellberg. Second one was Sam Porg. Uh, Cold as Zach had the scary experience in Scream. Oh. Glad you're okay, Zach. Andres uh, from Sydney Minutes had the Cocaine Bear Multiverse. Um, Garrick was the urging conservatives, of course. <laughs> then Sydney Minutes was the real estate. Um, nude gun ray is the I drink Bocatan soup out the dip in her back. Um, and then the nieces and nephews, the modern uncles, that is also Garrick. <laughs> and replacing internal organs with potatoes, also Garrick. <laughs> so I gotta two, get, I gotta give it to Garrick for, for, for which one? For the modern uncles. <laughs> <laughs> modern that, uncles. That is great. Yeah, good but all of them are all oh, of them treats. are worth. Yeah, it. there was a lot that I wanted to get to there, so keep them coming. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that scream interaction. That's fucking crazy. I just love Zach. You read that and you're like, oh my god, that's awful. And he's like, very on brand. <laughs> he's like, you could have died, sir. You can't die. I need you to go to London and spread propaganda. Eventually, when we make stickers, we need to put them on light posts randomly. Yeah, and he's in SoCal, man. That's where <laughs> the heavy hitters are. We need our SoCal Clone Casanova to just accost people with Clone Cast merch. It's going to be very exciting when that all goes down. Um, yeah, so thank you, uh, Cold as Zach, for surviving. You're as cold as Zach. Zach. Okay. <laughs> We're willing to sacrifice our love. I wonder what Zach, Zach the Lesser, is he going to respond with some heavy hitter multi stuff, multimedia stuff of his own? Because we had a Tweet of the Week nominee from Cold to Zach, and we also had an email from him. Yes, we did. So this is the Cold to, cold to Zach is showing up. As cold the to Zach, Zach is heating up. Yeah. Don't get too hot now. You ever <laughs> Rookie of the Year with Daniel Stern and the kid? Yeah, of that, course. Yeah. I got That's a great a idea. Tendon? Yeah. <laughs> but he's got the great idea how to like how to fucking a lot of people go with heat for their arm soreness. A lot of people go with cold. I got to figure it out. Hot ice. And they're like, <laughs> and Henry Rowan Gardner's like hot ice. And he's like, yeah, you heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> All right. Sorry. And then he gets caught between two doors in the hotel. Uh, yeah, he gets caught in between two doors. He also gets stuck in the supply closet, like for <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the playoff game. <laughs> oh, Daniel let's Stern. go! <laughs> All right, um, should we do the time warp? Yes. All right, let's do it. Wow! Yada da da. Ba da da ba ba da da bread. The fuck was that? I don't know. All right. Well, anyways. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to do an air date here. So uh, this is Iron Squadron. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> more to come on yeah. that. More to come on that. It's still the fucking closer song. This aired on 11 1916, November nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. It's still the fucking closer Halsey Chainsmoker song. I think this is the last week. Okay. I think. So we're going to have to do Clone Cast Romance. We do have a new number one movie in the country, though. Oh. Um, this is from a very large franchise that has come under a lot of scrutiny of late. Oh. That's my hint. Okay. 
Is it a Woody Allen picture? No, it's from a franchise. Okay. Is it a franchise directed by Roman Polanski? No. <laughs> Are you just done? You want to talk about Hollywood creep? Are you, is this your transition to the Oscar talk? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, okay. Um, Kiwi Kwan, though. How about that fucking guy? Very happy for that guy. <laughs> He's a great guy. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kiwi Kwan, much better person than Roman Polanski. Wow. <laughs> One of the boldest stances you've taken since I think Benjamin Netanyahu is a war is criminal. Is a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and the sky is blue. <laughs> this is the podcast of the obvious. All right. Um, Sorry. What was it? Give me another clue. What was it? Well, so it's a franchise that's come under a lot of scrutiny due to the behavior of its creator. Oh. Rick and Morty made a movie? No. It is not Rich and Marty, although he does turn himself into a pickle. Did you hear about this? The yeah. goddamn guy, he turns himself into a fucking pickle. Yes, that he talks. does. Yeah. It's wild, wacky stuff. Weird, wild, wacky stuff. No. Might be the most, like, hated woman on Twitter some days. Roseanne Barr? <laughs> so not the a, most hated woman. So it's a movie. Harry Potter movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. We should watch Roseanne Barr's special. <laughs> no, thank you. No, we got to no. do something fun. No, when she's ripping off bits from Ted Cruz, I'm good. I don't need to watch it. Lynn wants us to watch something stupid. Oh, One God. of those Christian movies. <laughs> oh. Remember those Christian movies? Yeah. We got to watch one. Okay. I want to watch the one where they go back in time do to like, save of... Jesus or whatever. <laughs> do all of them have Kevin Sorbo in them, though? I don't know if they all have Kevin Sorbo, but I would say if you pick a random one, you probably got a coin flips chance of hitting Hercules. All <laughs> right. I think I think he's in like half of them. <laughs> Mound, Minnesota's own. Yes. Kevin yeah. Man, fuck that guy. Um, so it's one of the it's not it's not one of the uh, original Harry Potter. It's one of the ones with the spindly guy from Les Mis. Yeah. The guy that played Stephen Hawking. Yes. Yeah. 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 That guy. Eddie Raymond, I think yeah, his name is. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie yeah. Redmayne. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a fantastic beast and where to find him. That's it. Yeah. The is first it the first one? Okay. Yeah. I think the second one's called like Grim Fucks Disaster or something yeah, like yeah. that. And then the third one is like, yeah. Revenge. Yeah. And then the third one is like Dumbledore's Derriere Dumbles. Yeah. Some bullshit. I don't fucking know. And then the third one is uh, there are only two genders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And the fourth one is going to be gender versus sex. I've had an awakening because <laughs> nobody's seen my movies anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, it is fucking crazy that she has doubled down on that so many fucking times. Yeah. Like, maybe just go like, hey, maybe listen to one of your fucking fans. Yeah, she's that's what I don't get. Like, I can understand not liking to feel like you're being, quote unquote, attacked. Right. But it's like you you know this bothers people who were like your fans. And so you just keep doubling down on it harder and harder. I and it's just like why? But in that's the thing like I feel like That's like the, that's what really bothered me about Gina Carano. I don't give a fuck if Gina Carano's shitty fucking politics. I don't right. care. Right. It's the fact that like people tell her like that's problematic and this is why and she's just like fuck you. It's the thing that's like, "Oh yeah? Well, how about this?" Yeah. And like I, if I'm ever wrong or not 
not even wrong. If, if I ever offend somebody, I'd like to know why and try to understand it. Yeah. Just be a fucking human being, man. And I may not agree with why somebody is offended, but, but you can I try to understand them and hear not, them out. Yeah. And not just summarily dismiss them and attack them and then be shocked when you keep shitting on them. Like, yeah. fucking. Ugh. It's it's basic common decency. Like, if you piss off a bunch of people, maybe ask yourself why. Yeah. I'm not asking you to be like, is it valid? I, You know, like, maybe learn a little bit more about it instead of just shitting on somebody. I just, you know. Yeah, the one thing that, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's seen as a positive or a negative, but the one thing that Catholicism did instill in me is that I'm not good at all. And so whatever opinion I have is... S- secondary to whatever anybody else thinks and yeah. so yeah sure I feel um, like she could use a little bit more of that yeah just have some fucking humility yeah like just because you're a billionaire now doesn't mean like I mean, just talk to people um i was proud of my dad i was proud of my dad though he went oh boy to, they went to denver um and my stepsister has a transgender transgender daughter yes so born sexually male identifies transgender as a woman and i my this is the first time my dad and stepmom went to denver since this all broke. since the announcement yeah and <laughs> and i was very nervous because as we've mentioned conservative yes very catholic trad cath trad cath <laughs> um and, you know, I went over there to watch the Timberwolves, and he's like, you know, it was tough. It was tough. And I was like, well, did you at least refer to her as Sylvia? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, thank God. Yeah. Like, you just, you know, like, it. we talked about it. Like, it would be nice if people could just, like, truly try to understand. But, like, I, the first thing's first. Like, in my 80-year-old father, I want him to just respect the person at least yeah. to their face. Yep. Like, just show common decency. And I was proud of him. That he did that. I was it's, proud of him. It is literally the first step into actually coming to terms with the fact that, like, all of these people are just normal. Yeah. Like, it is literally, like, any person that I come across that is, like, vehemently, like, anti-trans or anti-gay, the one question I always ask them, and I always know what their answer is going to be, is, have you ever talked to a trans person? And universally, it's always, nope, no, well, you know, I did, I saw some stuff online, and then, it's like, no. People are the so good. The second you start yeah. talking to people that yeah. that are going through this, like, then yeah. it immediately, like, opens up your mind, and yeah. you suddenly realize the bullshit that you've been seeing and that's been fed to you yeah. is not true. It's just a human being. Yeah. You know? And it's just like... I. I, I really feel like people are really good. I mean, it's the social media is cursed on so many levels. It's it's a good thing on certain things, but it's also cursed on so many levels. And the way it's cursed is it, our social like function is completely fucked. Like we we people create boogeymen in their head that don't exist based off of like uh, an image that's out of context yeah. that they see or just anything a, a misleading headline. Like people make boogeyman and they form their whole worldview around the online boogeyman well how many fucking times did we have to hear i heard it from people directly about how a friend of a friend of a friend has a sister that's a teacher and they have to put litter boxes in school bathrooms yeah 
Like, it would be nice if people still had the ability to step back for a second and be like, is that bullshit? This Let's sounds crazy. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. Like, but there's just this knee-jerk reaction to believe everything. It's Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't know how you can, like, hear that story about litter boxes being put in the, into classrooms for people that identify as cats. <laughs> And then actually, like, process that in your head and be like, oh, that's not bullshit. That's real. Yeah. Like, that's how fucking far gone you are at that point. Like, get off the internet, man. If you're, if you're in that headspace, get the fuck off the internet. <laughs> but, no, I no, I was, I was, um, that's all I was really hoping for. I was like, just go there and be respectful. Don't be a dick. Yeah. And they weren't dicks. So, that's a small win in my book. Yeah. Um. So, well, Andy, you know, like the more that as long as I don't know if you're if your dad is open enough to keep referring to her by her chosen name now, maybe there's enough of a bridged gap where they can just start talking about common interests and it doesn't have to do with anything involving yeah, just her gender. Yeah. Why does everything have to be about sex? Yeah. You know, that's one thing like that, like. They're so obsessed with what's in somebody's pants or it's what they fucking do with crazy. it. It's crazy. It's just, it's, it's nuts. Like, yeah. I'm not. I used to work with somebody in Chicago that when I met them, they were male. And then they transitioned into female. Um, and she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the people, like, one of the transgender friends that I had that, like, taught me the most in, like, really opened my mind more mm-hmm. um just to like experiences that i have no fucking idea what yeah what she was going through um but then we reached a point where it was like every time we sat together at lunch it was like oh cool my friend my friend amber is just i'm gonna talk about video games with her and like that was it there's yeah. like no other consideration whatsoever it was yeah. just talking about red dead or metal gear that type of thing yeah i just can't imagine like living life though where you meet a new person and like you introduce yourselves to them and you start thinking is he gay <laughs> let like, me see your penis yeah are you gay <laughs> you know like yeah. what what does it matter and two like why are you when you're interacting with somebody why is that where your head goes yeah like like i you're said revealing... you're planning on sleeping with everybody you're like... revealing much more about <laughs> yourself yes. than you are about anyone else it's very strange uh what were we talking about oh yeah the time warp yeah fantastic beast fucking garbage movie anyways um <laughs> i never got into the beasts did you get into the nah. beasts didn't get in no i'm not a big beast guy <laughs> the only much. beast not I unless he's an x-men the only beast i recognize is hank mccoy a.k.a. Kelsey Grammer. Not Hank McCoy. We don't give a fuck about Hank McCoy. We give a fuck about Kelsey Grammer. Okay, so we're going to do Clone Cast Recommends. Um, we've got a couple songs here. Uh, who wants to go first? So, do you want to go last or first this time? You go first. I'll go first. I'm just... So this is just not a huge backstory. I just went back to the Yacht Rock well. Okay. Ooh. Have you heard this before? I don't know. I kind of felt like I recognized those first notes. Oh. Wrapped around each other. I think I'll get you on this one. Who is this? Bertie Higgins. <laughs> the Hig? The Hig! <laughs> yeah! 
Let's go. Just wait till it picks up. Oh, you know the Authorian man was listening to the other day? I what? really got obsessed with for like a day. Uh, Christopher Cross? No, uh, oh. Thunder Island. Oh, oh, oh Jay yeah. Ferguson? Yeah, Jay yeah. Ferguson. Oh, here it comes. Hold on. Just wait for it. I like that. Okay. Yeah, this is good. This is good. <laughs> Wait, what? Who? Like who? Bogey and Bacall. Okay. It's from Casablanca. Okay, yeah. Lauren Bacall. Is that a... Or is... No, oh, no here not Lauren Bacall. <laughs> oh! Oh, they're in love. <laughs> <laughs> they're in love? <laughs> So that song is Key Largo by Bertie Higgins. That's a good one. That is a really good song. I think you will listen to this later and thoroughly enjoy. It's going to get another listen from me. I feel like it. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Um, mine actually is uh, it was inspired by a clone Castanova. Oh. Um, I was on... Uh, our Instagram today, just clicking through stories. Um, Clonecast Pod. I'm not super active on there. So could you fart? <laughs> Stink down there. <laughs> just walks up to me and starts like poking at me. <laughs> and then I smell something. It's like you came up here, started bothering me, and then farted in my presence. Now she's just, oh my God, Ahsoka, what did you eat? What did you get? Okay. Um, but I was clicking through the Instagram stories and Lexus, Force Priestess had shared a song from Spotify and I listened to it probably 10 times after that. <laughs> yes. It's, it's not one that is foreign to you or I, uh, it's, it's a hit. It's one that we've enjoyed from time to time. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and play it and we'll take a listen. Okay. Oh, it's the morning train by Sheena Easton. Although, how can you not think of Kramer and Crackers when the song? That's exactly what I think about. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, I was thinking about this song versus 9 to 5 Dolly Parton. Yep. And I was like, one is like the revolutionary, like, we're the worker, we're going to take back our... This one is like the Tradcast song where it's like, my baby goes to work nine to five. He comes home and I'm waiting for him. You know, like it's the clash of the world. This is the culture war right here. And we're banging to the conservative song. Here it comes. That's a great song. That's a great song. But yeah, so that is Sheena Easton, The Morning Train, 9 to 5. <laughs> um, also does a great version of We've Got Tonight with Kenny Rogers. Oh, that is a good one. Oh, it's good. It'll get you there. It'll get you there. Um, should we get into the episode? Please. All right, let's do it. We're going to let it run a little bit more, and then we'll get in there. Baby takes the morning 
Iron Squadron. Just like Bogey and Bacall. Yeah. We're back at it. So, Iron Squadron. <laughs> Iron Squadron. November 19th, 2016. Could we just end the episode now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. So, uh, it's a bit of a standalone episode. Um, we're going to get introduced to the Iron Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going nuts, and I was like, maybe it's just me. There were multiple times where I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, where am I? <laughs> okay. So, um, the this go- is in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. It's not- right after important arcs. It's one of those ones where I think we've mentioned it before where you watch it and you're like, oh, I think they forgot to release this like two seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> And they just, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, hey, everybody have a week off. We got this one in the can already. Wait, this one was supposed to come out in season two of The Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, so the ghost is arriving at a Mayakpo. 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 It's a planet. Um, and they're acting as a transport. Um, they drop out of hyperspace to go to this place. They got some A-wings with them. They've got uh, a hammerhead transport. Um, and... They they drop out of hyperspace as Mayakbo. Mayakbo. And they drop out of hyperspace. I got I gotta fucking focus here. <laughs> we see immediately This is gonna be rough. Yeah, we immediately see <laughs> Imperial forces attacking a YT two thousand four hundred, two four zero zero four. Yeah, we've seen that ship before. Yeah. It's a cool looking ship. I'll give it that. I'd like to have a Lego set of one of these. Yeah. Is it Corellian? Oh yeah! Oh, it's Corellian. Do you know who, like what ship is that famous for? The white. I Do you like... remember? No. You get to pilot it in Nintendo 64's Shadows of the Empire. Oh, okay. Dash Rendar's Outrider. Okay, is that same model? So is this like a earlier model of the Falcon? It's it's along this. I mean, they're all Corellian ships. I know they're all Corellian, but is this like the 93 Honda Civic and then they revamped it in 98? It would be like a, <clears throat> if the Falcon is an Accord, this is like a Civic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So different different models, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see Imperial forces attacking this freighter. Um, they offer assistance um, and the transport's heading to the surface. They're gonna They're there to get people out of there. Um, the the person replies back right away like, oh, no, nope, thanks, we got this. We got it under control. We don't There's want help. apparently a baby driving that yeah, shit. Yeah, sounds like a kid. Um, and they're like, they look completely overmatched, and they're like, the Iron Squadron doesn't run. And we see them do this move. Uh, there's a Gazanti-class cruiser. There's some, there's some TIE fighters. There's no big Imperial cruiser. There's no Star Destroyer. There's no light cruiser at this time. It's just a Gazanti-class cruiser, which is a cool ship, but it's not the heavy hitter. Um, and we see them do this move where they dump a bunch of cargo at the Gazanti-class cruiser, and then they detonate the cargo and take out this ship. So It's a, it's like, it's a cool move. It's, it's it the was, highlight of the episode. It and, was and then setting me yeah. up for something in this episode did, that did not come to fruition. No, this is literally a roller coaster. <laughs> but it's just a roller coaster, a one-trick pony roller coaster. You don't go back up. <laughs> yeah. You go down. You go up to the top. They blow up the Gazani-class cruiser, and then you go straight down. It's like that ride at Camp Snoopy where it's just like one yeah. big climb yep. and then a straight-down drop, That's and then it. you just go right back in the hopper. That's it. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, yeah, we see him take out this Gazanti-class cruiser, and it's all very impressive. Um, and we're going to get our first clip. This is going to be the battle fallout, and then we're also going to check in with uh, Sato. Uh, General Sato is a command... G General hey! Admiral Sato. Sato! Hey! Hey! <laughs> Sato! <laughs> Sato! Okay, but it's going to be our first clip of the episode. Wow, the Empire's retreating. It's literally a Gazanti-class cruiser. This nice work, person. Iron Squadron. We've been battling the Empire for a while now. Why don't you come over? We could probably show you a few tricks. Sounds like an invitation. I have to report in first. Kanan, why don't you take a team to the planet? Assist the evacuation. All right. Good luck with Iron Squadron. Sounds like a ship full of Ezra's. Let's get out of here. This is the one time I could not agree with Zeb more. That was my brother's detachment. He was killed on my capo, and I feared his son, Mark Matten, was dead too. Blasted boy. Never responded to my transmissions. <laughs> he has always been somewhat rebellious. Yeah, that sounds like him. Please, make sure my nephew escapes safely with the others. Bring him to Adelon if you can. We'll get him, Commander Sato. Okay, um, they're going to go over there and visit Mart Matten. <laughs> Mart Matten. Mart Matten. What? We haven't met him yet, but what did you think when you first heard Mart Matten? He sounded like a rascal. I know that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to echo Zeb. Like Zeb's, Zeb's assessment of the situation was spot on. He was like, it sounds like a crew of Ezra's. I'm not interested. Yeah, I kind of was on. Uh, yeah, I was on the Zeb kick here. I was kind of like Zeb's on to something here. We don't need any more of these Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, we're we're maxed out on Rugrats. Um, but Hera, Sabine, Chopper, and Ezra, uh, they go over there to the Iron Squadron freighter. Um, they they board the ship and they're immediately greeted by Alien Gal and Potato Man. <laughs> um, this guy, uh, we don't get his name quite yet, but this guy is. This is the most boring character I've ever laid eyes on. Mr. Potato Man. Yeah. Literally. He is a fucking sentient potato. He might as well live across the hallway from Elaine. Yes. <laughs> this guy, as soon as I laid eyes on him, I was like, this is the most throwaway character I've ever seen. It's like they stopped animating. They're just like, I... I don't want to animate this guy anymore. At least the at least the girl is like a different species, so she's like somewhat interesting. She doesn't have any personality He's to like, like a make up for it. Sixteen-year-old that has fully experienced male pattern balding. <laughs> like he was, already, he's already lost all his hair. And he's not even done growing. <laughs> he has the body of like a football tackle dummy. Yes. Like, he's got like a barrel chest. Yeah. And then like he has friendly eyes. Yeah. But when you look at him, there's nothing there. <laughs> like this guy, you know, when they talk about like the size of dinosaurs brains and like they were like peanuts, like, like a walnut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy's got walnut brain. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they're greeted by them, um, and the ship—they're—they're they're walking through the ship, and they're leading them to the cockpit to meet Mart Matten, <laughs> Mart Matlin, <laughs> Mart Matten, yeah, whatever. Uh, but they're going to the cockpit to meet Mart, 
And the <laughs> ship is clearly in rough shape. There's like shit exploding and just like sparks going. Um, they find out that the hyperdrive is not active. Um, Chopper immediately is like, well, I'll go to work at it. But there's already like a incompetent astromech by the name of R3 working at it. And him and Chopper immediately exchange blows. <laughs> Chopper immediately <laughs> starts <laughs> swinging at him. Just beating this. Like, it's like the one highlight of the episode. Yeah. Is Chopper randomly assaulting this pyramid head. <laughs> now, it's a pyramid head astromech. But it's got a little bit more of a <clears throat> to it. You he's know? got a cool color scheme. Yeah. He's pretty cool. He sucks, but he's pretty cool. I like R three is his name. His personality matches his crew. Like all of them are just fucking dullards. Yeah, <laughs> every fucking one of them. His personality is not through the roof. <laughs> the space waffles that we're going to talk about yes. have more personality than yeah. the entire fucking crew. Yep. So they get introduced to they get to the cockpit, and we're going to be introduced to Mart. Um, and it's going to be our next clip. Hey, Captain. Company's here. Uh-huh. So you guys are the entire Iron Squadron? The three of you? Nice, you can count. Hey, I'm Ezra, that's Hera, Sabine, and uh, Chopper. I'm Guti. Johnner, R3, and that's Mark. His name Mark. is Johnner. Uh, I think we know your uncle. So, you know Commander Sato. He ordered you to come get me? We're part of his Phoenix Squadron, a rebel group fighting the Empire. We came here to help anti-imperial dissidents like yourselves evacuate. <laughs> what does evacuate mean? Uh, it means run away like a coward. Unless you didn't notice, we fight and make the Empire evacuate. This kid fucking They'll sucks. They'll be back. I hate this Can shit. Can we eat? I'm starving. Oh, let me in there. <laughs> mm. Oh, there's a space <laughs> hey, You want some? Thank you, but we don't have time. Hera Let me debrief you on our plan to- How debrief is this gonna be? Look, it doesn't matter. We are not going anywhere. You can't stay here and fight the Empire alone. What do you think we've been doing? If we hadn't jumped in and helped you back there- Helped us? We had everything under control. Didn't you see how we chased off that Star Destroyer? Yeah, that was not a Star Destroyer. It was only a transport. Gazanti class! You are all very brave. But once the Empire arrives in full force, that won't matter. This is our world, and we aren't just gonna leave so some Imperial goons can take it. Evening. Not gonna run. <laughs> not now, not ever. They're not gonna run. They're really confident in the abilities of this fucking breaking down freighter, man. Mart fucking sucks. He's so annoying. He sucks so badly, he even threw away his space waffle. Yeah. Now, what was Johnner? <laughs> is Johnner? Johnner is literally about to fuck the space waffle with his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a guy he that, is into it yeah it's like an incel like that has been watching like porn for years and years and this is his first big up he literally you would think that this guy has not ate in like a month they almost he's like oh my god almost animated drool it. coming out yes. of his mouth <laughs> he is so horny for these space waffles Maximum horny from Johnner. So, one but thing, hey, God bless the fucking dumb potato because he does say, "Oh, do you want some?" One thing he stops himself. One thing about the crew, and I don't know. So, each of them is named after some person at the animation studio or oh, okay. at Lucas Arts, and the only one that I know of because I watched the like Inside Rebels or whatever um, is Andy Gutierrez is. The, the woman that, like, 
is the narrator and host of every like rebels recon or whatever okay the behind the scenes like youtube show that they did sure for for disney xd or whatever so her name is andy gutierrez so she's guti guti is supposed to be like named after her okay and I'm assuming there's some guy named Johnner running around <laughs> LucasArts. Johnner. <laughs> I really uh, want to meet Mart, though. I bet you Mart is a guy that was, like, fired for sexual harassment or <laughs> yeah. something. <laughs> we don't like Mart. No. Um, okay, so, I mean, they're not interested in leaving, though. They, they're really confident that they can just take on the Empire time and time again and uh, get big W's. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we this is like a middle schooler playing in Little League that's like, oh, I'm cleaning fucking house. Yeah, it's like a kid thinking, like, I've been hitting off a tee my entire life, and then he immediately, <laughs> like, yeah, I can compete with major leaguers. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Just throw me out there. Put I'll me in, coach. Out. Yeah. Um, so, we get to the Imperials, and it is the one and only Thrawn. So. <laughs> Guti, Mart, Martin, Mart, Matten, and the sentient potato versus Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, that's going to go well. <laughs> I hate this fucking crew. I, I am literally why. picturing a potato with googly eyes <laughs> yes. on it. That's it. Not that far off. Like, same vibes, man. I don't know why, but I just see a fucking potato when I look at this guy. So, okay, a little bit about this episode. When I watched it, I I was more puzzled than anything. But then as the day wore on and as I drove over here, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And the more I thought about it, the more I grew to hate it. <laughs> it was confounding yeah. because like at the end of the episode, I really didn't think anything of it. No. I was just like, oh, OK. No, so but it's kind of longer... a throwaway. But the more I thought yes. about it, I was like, fuck that <laughs> Fuck all three of them. <laughs> and fuck that droid, too. The more I thought about it, the more I just... I don't know what it was. Like, I was not offended by the episode watching it. And it was then, like, like a seed was planted yes. somewhere that started to take root. Yeah, it's the cordyceps slowly <laughs> growing in our body. Like, and it, it bloomed. And yeah, no, about two hours it ago... fucking sucks. After I finished getting the clips ready, I was just sat there for a second. I was like... I fucking hate this episode. By the time I pulled into your driveway, I was exact. I was angry. I was like, fuck this. We got to talk about this fucking piece of shit. I think it might be a good thing that we're getting a dog shit episode. <laughs> because, like, Twilight of the Apprentice hit so hard that I was, like, having a hard time giving anything else a 7.5. Well, the entire time. I needed, like, a reset. I needed. It's like resetting your clocks. The entire, the entire time we've been reviewing Rebels. We've kind of, like, gone between, like, I don't know, 7 and 8. Like, in every once in a while, we've reached, like, 6.5, 8.5. It's, like, kind of, like, stayed within that range. I don't range. think we ever had, like, the Clone Wars, like, unanimous. Two. There haven't been too many outliers. Yeah. But this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I think we've had a couple where... Maybe you or I didn't love it. That Leia episode sucked. Yeah. So there's been a couple, but I don't think... I'm pretty sure we're going to be on the same page with this one. <laughs> I think so. Like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> I hate Iron Squadron. <laughs> I hate them so much. 
God, they suck. <laughs> Let Matt Martin, Mart Matten die. It's not. It's not that they suck. They're just fucking boring. <laughs> There's not even anything about it. like he's annoying, but, but they're just like, fucking boring. Yeah. The great thing is though, like they keep. We'll get to it, but they tell them like, no, we're gonna fight the empire, and for some reason, Ezra cannot let go. <laughs> Of, of the the personality juggernaut that is Mart Matten. <laughs> Ezra is just like, I'll come back for you. <laughs> like Ezra thinks this is the coolest dude of all time. <laughs> oh, we'll come back. <laughs> you know when you're in like sixth grade and you meet like a seventh grader? Yeah. That's just a fucking moron. But yeah. for whatever reason, you're but like, oh, one, that guy's yeah. so cool. <laughs> That's what's going on with Ezra and this yeah. guy. It's like the one seventh grader that talks to you every now and then. Yeah. And you think that they're just by nature super yeah. cool. There's nothing to back it up. And it's like that is like if if you are that kid, your parents are like us right now. Like your parents watching the relationship between you and that seventh grader is like us watching this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is wrong with this kid? I can imagine being like a father and getting home and just be like, fuck the baked potato is here. <laughs> this kid sucks. <laughs> you walk into your kitchen and that kid is just sitting there just staring blankly at you even <laughs> now i'm wavering between like happy and entertained at how bad this is and fucking furious that i have to talk about this it sucks so much <laughs> it's so great we just talked about the last of us finale bad batch which was incredible every piece every yeah. one of them were masterpieces yes and the fucking mandalorian <laughs> brilliant oh i enjoyed thoroughly and then i have to talk about this if you gave me the choice i would limit us to five minutes to talk <laughs> about this show to talk about this episode this one we could do with five minutes yeah yeah this episode sucks dude <laughs> oh yeah Throndo. thron we gotta get on track hey we get that appearance. we gotta get through it <laughs> we have to but yeah so thron's there he's receiving reports about the activity amicable I, I'll never figure it out. I don't care. Um, he's with Constantine there, and he's like, I'm sending you. You're going to go deal with them. You're going to go deal with the rebels. And Constantine's like, I'll send it, please. He's like, no, you are going. It is some, it, it, like, another part that's actually legitimately like, oh, okay, there's something interesting in this episode. It's like Thrawn playing off his politics. Yeah. Like throwing Constantine under the bus like that. Yeah. Or just kind of letting him I hang like out Thrawn's to dry. I like general disdain for Constantine. Yeah. You know, it's it's well earned, too, because he's fucking inept. All these guys before Thrawn, like, all the Imperials have been so inept. They don't even need to be effective. No. And Thrawn's the one that's like, no, you have to prove yourself. But just think about some of the guys that we've had. We had the fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> yeah, back until they got Lethal. fucking beheaded. Yeah, they got killed. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um, but, yeah, they're just roughing up fucking people in Lethal for fucking Jogan fruit. Yeah. Like, just dickbags and just incompetent as well. And then we had um, we had fucking Big Bird looking motherfucker. One, <laughs> yeah. You got a few weeks ago. He got restationed out demolishing Y wings. Yep. Uh, but that guy was a fucking douche, and he sucked. Um, yeah, I mean the Empire is not sending their best until Thrawn. Like Thrawn, we did get Tarkin briefly in season yes. one. We've seen him, but but we I think we brought it up the first time that Thrawn appeared. Like Thrawn has to be so fucking bored. 
with just dealing with these fucking yeah. numbskulls. Well, I mean, just look at how he treats this whole situation with what he's been tasked with. Yeah. He could have caught them like four times. I was like, no, nah, I want to play the game. <laughs> like, I want to play the game. <laughs> I got to study my opponents. Could you imagine Thrawn if like they took if, if he was able to get his hands on Iron Squadron and took them in for questioning? Could you imagine Thrawn interrogating the potato? <laughs> so tell us what it you know. It might be. So I think what might happen in that case, because there are instances of like chess grandmasters that get paired with people that are so fucking inept that they can't they can't yeah. beat them because they're like, that doesn't make sense. How do you? Because the dumb person is just like, yeah. I move this piece here. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, that doesn't, I can't, I can't logically place that. Yeah, I'm good at checkers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh my God, man. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Thrawn sending Constantine. Um, we get back to the Phoenix Squadron and we see that Rex, um, he's on the hollow and he's just reporting that they've evacuated everybody that wants out of Michael. Miakpo? Miakpo. Miakpo. Um, uh, Ezra and Sabine are urging Hera at this point, be like, hey, let us go back. We, we, can, we, can, we can convince them to come with us. We can't leave him here, this and that. He's a, he's a cult of personality. We got we to get, get Matt Martin. There's something about this kid. We got to get Mark Matton. And his Davy Jones yeah. haircut. <laughs> mad dog Matt. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Mad Dog. <laughs> Trump and the generals. <laughs> He loves the generals. <laughs> Mad dog. <laughs> Didn't work out. Mart's got a bucket for a haircut. Yeah, he sucks. Um anyways, yeah, so they're like, please let us let us go. We can at least help him fix the hyperdrive so they'll have a chance. And Hare's like, okay, I'll agree, but gotta make it quick, you know. We gotta get a move on. The Empire's gonna be coming. So we get back to uh the Iron Squadron's freighter, and um, they're working on the hyperdrive, and we're going to get a clip of Ezra trying to convince them, and then who fucking cares? Here you go. <laughs> this is a waste of time. If we can't get your hyperdrive working, you'll have to come with us on our ship. If Mart isn't going, we're not going. Personality. This might be just a planet to you, but it's our home. Look, I didn't want to leave my home either. I was so afraid, and I, I didn't know it. <laughs> We're not afraid of the Empire. <gasps> I know you're not. You're afraid of losing everything, like I did. So you understand why we do what we do. I understand that the Empire wants us to fight because that makes it easy. Can I just pause it really quick? We've talked about this in recent weeks of Ezra having to be the fucking second grade teacher. Is it possible for Ezra to lose points yeah. in power ranking? Ezra is no longer the second grade teacher. I swear he's a preschool teacher now. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised they're not doing, like, enrichment activities where they're, like, trying to put, like, you know, you give them four shapes and they got to put it into the right, like, little shitty puzzles. Like, these are baby brain people. Yes. Like, God. They're literally, like, four-year-olds. That's what they strike me as, like, four-year-olds. We're not leaving our home! Okay, anyways. For them to destroy us. So you're saying we should do nothing? No, I'm saying how we choose to fight is just as important as what we fight. I literally, you know that I'm part of the rebellion. Oh, yeah, you're saying we should do nothing? God. Four. Seems to be starting up the hyperdrive. And it putters and dies down. What happened? 
What do you mean the power is being rerouted? To where? The ship hasn't had a fucking oil change. The guns in and the shields. Mart. Fixing the hyperdrive is Mart. useless if the power isn't switched back. Iron Squadron, get to your battle stations now! There's one small freighter. Thrawn overestimated these rebels. Finally, a Star Destroyer! No, that's a light cruiser. Star Destroyers are six times that big. Yeah, well, prepare for battle anyway. Mark, you can't be serious. Look, we need to get to the Phantom. It's time to go. You need to come with us now. Mart, maybe he's right. Sending out the TIE Fighters. That's a lot of Imperial ships, and they say there are even more on the way. What's wrong with you two? They're not ready to die. Come on, buddy. We have no choice. Fine, fine, let's go. Like, I almost thought that this guy was going to, like, go, like, kamikaze or something and just fly in. He's going to do the holdo maneuver. What would you do if I pulled out a knife and just slit my wrists right <laughs> oh now? <my> on <laughs> air so I don't have to talk about this piece of shit any longer. <laughs> <laughs> Should we stop the show? No. no. I feel like you're I'm going... being hi I'm being hyperbolic. Are you sure? Because you, <laughs> yes. you're going very fast on this <laughs> the highway to hell here. It's just listening to them again. Okay, so he agrees to go. I mean, it's kind of late at this point. Yeah. They're literally being surrounded by fucking TIE fighters. Well, and the fact that the rest of his crew isn't fucking outraged upon hearing, like, oh, no, we did have electricity. It's just our fucking psychopath captain yeah. who just rerouted everything to weapons and shields. This guy is insane. Yeah. Um. So, um... They get to the Phantom and they all board it, but Mart's the last one to board, and he just is like, he just disengages the airlock, and he's like, "Bye." <laughs> he just so Mart stays. <laughs> so yeah, Mart makes the decision for them, and so his friends get out of there, but he is staying with his ship, and he is apparently ready. He wants to, to carry out this assault. Yeah, he's <laughs> he wants to carry out this assault. ship that literally like has like ten percent power, like. <laughs> He just, this guy just wants to die. Yeah. And I, I say go for it, man. This is like, okay, I've been go. playing a lot of Breath of the Wild lately. Yeah. This is like when you uh, when you kill your first, uh, like, sub-boss with, like, I don't know, a level 13 sword. And you're like, oh, I'm ready to take on Ganon. And you, like, march towards the castle yeah. and just get decimated. That's yeah. his fucking attitude right now. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Mark, Mart's going head on with the Empire. Um, Mart pages with them. And he's like, you got to get out of here. Jump. And they see Mart trying the cargo trick again, um, but it's completely unsuccessful. Um, Constantine actually does something. Yeah, there's a big explosion and Mart for a second is like, I got him. I did it. And no, it, yeah. as soon as the smoke clears, uh, -uh. what the fuck are in those cargo containers? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it really is probably pike spice i don't fucking know i found these <laughs> it's, it's the pike spice that's been floating yeah. aimlessly <laughs> yeah, yeah from one dunce to another 
okay. The Pike Spice dropped out of hyperspace in my pool. Um, so Ezra's like on the comm with him the whole time. And Ezra is like, he's so... Ezra is like, we have to stay. We have to save Mark. Ezra is pleading with him. Yes. And finally, Sabine's like, you told Hera that, you know, that, 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 and he's, and then he, so he's ultimately like, we'll come back for you. <laughs> and then they leave. And it's like, what about this situation indicates that it's worth returning? Ezra is like MacArthur leaving the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> and it, so yeah, they finally jump out of there. Um, we see Mart back in the cockpit. He's trying to get the ship powered back up. Um, after it took some damage after his failed cargo attempt. Um, we see Imperial ties fly towards it. There's a Thai bomber that just drops a charge onto his ship, on Mart's ship. Um, it's at this point that Mart decides to send out a message. Please help. It's like, motherfucker! <laughs> you could have left so many times! <coughs> I think this is the thing that drove me the most crazy. It's like, okay, we've developed, we've like, we've, I've, I've, I've made peace with the fact that this kid is a piece of shit and he's, he is this determined and hard headed, but the way that he like switches on a dime from that mindset to be like, no, I need help. I'll leave right now. Immediately. Um, it's like you literally two minutes ago, two minutes ago. It's just, yeah, I, I get it. He's impulsive. He's a kid. But he's just like, he believes in it so much that the fact that all of a sudden, as soon as it doesn't go his way, he apparently doesn't believe in it anymore. I feel like this is maybe what they were giving this way more credit than it deserves. Well, it makes sense he's immature. Well, I feel like this is maybe what, this is Ezra's character development like over the course of, what, two and a half seasons that we've been following this distilled into like one episode for a different character sure because Ezra was kind of like impulsive and kind of had the same kind of attitude and he's changed his tune as he's become like a family with the Phoenix crew and this is just like over the course of one episode now we're seeing the same thing with another character yeah we're getting the full Billy Mumphrey treatment yeah for Martin Matten cockeyed optimist he's a cockeyed optimist he think he can't go wrong then who He's in for a world of hurt. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, he sends out a message. The Imperials are like, hey, sending out a transmission. They're like, yeah, just monitor it. Constantine's like, the Rebels are predictable. They're going to come back for him. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like Constantine had, like, synergy. Like, he was on the same wavelengths. He could hear Ezra just screaming, like, oh, go back. Um, yeah, so they're just going to sit there, and they're using him as bait to bring him back. Um, so, uh, Mart's message is allowed to get through and, uh, it's going to be the Phoenix crew gathering. Let's take a listen. The Empire has my ship surrounded, but hasn't fired on me. Sato's on the hollow. I don't know what they're up to. I hate to admit it, but I I need your help. He was going to say help. The Empire allowed that part of the transmission to get through. Then they cut it off. I will go. Commander, you're too far away. You'd never make it in time. I am all the family he has left. Let me take the ghost. Go in quietly and get him out of there. You have my gratitude, Captain. Wait, you're really going back? I'm... We are all for helping Mark, but it's obviously a trap. If it's obviously a trap, 
It's not a very good one. We were outnumbered before, but we're going back as a team, and that'll give us and Mart a fighting chance. Negative points. Negative points. Okay. All right, if we tag along. We saved you both the seat. I have had this thought so many times during Rebels, but this especially. Doesn't Hera have more important shit to do? Like, she is a very high up person in the rebellion. Like, she should be doing more important things than this at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I really hated that clip. Like that clip. It's it, it, <laughs> Ezra is at like peak annoying right now. I too. haven't been I haven't been this low in this podcast in quite some time. Oh my god. This is gonna go down in in history of some of the worst. <laughs> I hate this episode. This is the worst shit. This sucks so much ass, dude. <laughs> I looked at the character of Mart Mart Matten. Yeah. He's in like six more episodes. <laughs> I hope he's just like random A-Wing guy and they're like, oh yeah, remember that fucker? You know, like, yeah, he's flying this now. And I'm pretty sure that's what it's gonna be. I can't imagine them centering like major plot lines around this literally he's like a bag of fucking water the like, only it's like how, wow it's a bag of water that's different the only redemption to be in the next episode he's an a-wing pilot just one of those randos yeah. that get blown into space what the fuck is a bag of water <laughs> what am i talking about i'm losing my fucking mind trying to talk about this episode well you know you think like you get a cup of water that's normal you don't think anything of it you know, yeah. but you get a bag of water. You're like, hey, well, that's different. But that's all it presents to you. Nothing more interesting besides something. You know, it's like a it's like a bag of water. Yeah, sure. That makes no fucking no. sense, right? No, <laughs> you're just really high. <laughs> I am pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying what, what would be something. I don't know. Who cares? Let's finish this shit. Mart Matlin. Marty Matt Maddie Martin Matlin. Wasn't she the actress? Yeah. Maddie, Maddie Matlin. Marty Matlin. Margo Matlin. She was She's the, the deaf woman yeah. in uh in Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. She was also was she in Coda? She was on Dancing with the Stars. Did you ever see Coda? No, I didn't. Okay. Did you watch um the Oscars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. It kind of sucked. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it that I much. I like Kiwi Kwan winning. That was fun. That was nice and fun. That was emotional. Um I was really pulling for Bill Nighy. Um, yeah. I d no, like, the fallout of it all, though, like, the takes online, how serious people take this shit, it drove me nuts, It's man. nuts, yeah. There was one guy who, like, had this long fucking post about, like, and he used, like, a bunch of big words to, like, shit on people that were happy about everything, everywhere, all at once winning. And he's like, you, like, he's acting like it's, like, dumb or something. It was and a great movie. Did you see it? Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's a great movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, but I, it's just like, why are you being an elitist about this yeah. shit? Like, do, do movies have to make you depressed? I love to be like, it's well, good. Like, the, why can't something be enjoyable and fun and unique? And like, why does it have to be these fucking art house films that leave you depressed? Yeah. Like, why? It's also like <laughs> the sanctimony has gone like off the rails 
Because like when the Oscars started, like the first, I don't know, five years of the Academy Awards, they were in like a hotel ballroom. and Like nobody gave it a fucking thought. Like it didn't become this grand event until like, I don't know, many years into the Academy Awards. Yeah, I just see like some of the takes or like people like getting mad at people for enjoying like this film that they didn't care for. And it's like that, that's the sun is going to eat us all. And none of this fucking matters. Like none of this fucking matters. Yeah. And as soon as you realize none of this fucking matters, you can stop being a dick. We just saw Indiana Jones give short round a fucking Oscar and hug on stage. Yeah. That was special. I will say I'm going to learn about how much you've grown when the new Indiana Jones comes out. Because how you react to this movie is going to tell me a lot. Oh, I have my expectations are in the fucking basement. <laughs> <laughs> I am not expecting much. Did you see Cold as Zack's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull skull? <laughs> I tagged you and did you see that? <laughs> I think my response was, who am I to judge? <laughs> I know you were just like, I was being very diplomatic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you know, whatever. I I thought it was a good movie. I <laughs> no, you it quite... didn't. No, you did not. No, everything everywhere all at once. Oh, I thought you were talking Kingdom about Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. I think that's where I stopped caring about movies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sheila LaBeouf swinging on those branches. Like, that's the last thing I remember from a movie. Everything else. Like, I I've watched I audibly, plenty of movies I think since I audibly then, sh- But my brain is just like, I'm not registering I shouted in the theater, what is happening? <laughs> where are we? Remember the fire ants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I was like, I want them to crawl and eat me. I just remember looking around like, what? I'm just confused. What's the runtime on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I don't Two know. Two and a half hours, maybe? I remember it being very long. Yeah. Um, okay. Proposition. Would you rather All watch right. Kingdom of the oh, Crystal God. Skull or this for two and a half hours. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Absolutely. I would rather watch that a thousand times <laughs> than, than having to watch this one more time. When he gets, when he's in the nuclear testing zone. <laughs> I enjoyed that part. That's hilarious. Yeah. It has lead in it. I believe uh, old fridges lead had line. Lead. Yeah. It was lead yep. line. That's why all the boomers are crazy is because <laughs> they have lead poisoning. Like their bed sheets had lead yes! back in the day. <laughs> they were raised in houses built on lead and asbestos. Yeah. It's no wonder why they're all detached they from reality. They ripped the asbestos off the wall and put it on their salads. <laughs> yes. That's how people lived back then. The Fablemans. Is the Fablemans, is that a thing? Yeah. That was from, it's like about his childhood, right? Yeah. Okay. That was from that era, right? Yeah, his mom fucked Seth Rogen. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Wait, Michelle Williams fucks Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen is in The Fablements, apparently. Spoilers. And Michelle Williams plays his mother. Yes, apparently his mother had an affair with somebody, a close family friend that Seth Rogen plays. He chose to Seth Rogen as the adulterer? (laughs) Yes. As... As her man of the night? As the bull that that, that holds his father. I will say, if you're going to cast Aqualush Bull, I think Seth Rogen, voice-wise, I can see... That'd be good. That'd be good. Where were we on this? Please, we got to finish this episode. All right, so I can't take it anymore. Yeah, so they're going to go back from art. Okay, I'm going to blaze through this because we got one (laughs) clip left. I'm going to fucking go. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I'm just going to go. 
Okay, <clears throat> so we get Mart. He's struggling to get the ship back in line. We see the ghost. It drops out of hyperspace. They're here to save the day. Constantine it's a good-looking ship. It is a good-looking ship. Constantine is notified that the ghost has arrived, and he's like, I want to take out both ships at the same time with the mine. Why the fuck are you just not shooting the ghost and blowing up the other? Like, what? He wants to get them both done. He's a fucking... He has the might of the Empire at his hands, and he's obsessed with detonating this mine. It's, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. No wonder Thrawn sent him. Thrawn just wants to throw this guy yes. under the bus. It's great. Um, Mart notifies Goot. Um, Goot, he, Goot. He says, hey, Goot. Now, mind you, Mart knows that Goot is there because Goot pages Mart and's like, hey, uh, the Empire uh, attached something to my ship. And she's like, all right, we'll take note of that. Um, uh, hey there, Goot. Yeah, but he speaks directly to Goot, right? On the transmission? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he knows Goot's there. Um I want to come back to that briefly later. But we see Big Potato Dude. He's tasked with taking the droids to deal with the mine and the ship. So him and Goot go down to the cargo bay of the Ghost. They pop open the cargo hatch. Um, R3 doesn't want to jump out, but Chopper's just like, we're going, and Chopper him knocks him out. And they both, they both ass rocket out of there, and they go over to uh, Mart's fucking ship. Um, yeah, we see Sabine giving Chopper, like, in R3 signals once they find the mine. She's kind of telling him, like, you got to do this, this, whatever. The mine gets removed. The droids take it then and attach it to Mart's cargo crates. They're attaching it to the cargo crates. Um, the mine loses its signal while this is going on, and Constantine's, like, freaking out, get it back, get it back. I, mean, I don't know, just fucking shoot him with your Star Destroyer. <coughs> Every pl every plan in this is so needlessly complicated. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um, but once they rearm it onto the crate, it starts signaling again. Um, we see the ghost. This whole time, the ghost is just flying around being chased by TIE fighters. Like, the whole time this is going on. Um, the ghost then, after they, you know, they, they get the mine placed in the new spot, the ghost goes in to attach the freighter, and they're taking heavy fire at this point. The ghost is going to, like, lock onto it with its magnet clamps and get the fuck out of there. And they're taking really heavy fire as they do this, because it's the ghost and a dead fucking freighter versus an Imperial light cruiser and a bunch of TIE fighters. Right as they're attaching, though, and they're taking a ton of damage, Sato jumps out of hyperspace, and he's got a bunch of backup with him. Sato has arrived. Um, very exciting. <laughs> um, he's arriving like the yeah. proud, proud uncle. Like yeah. I'm here to save you, nephew. Yeah, and shit starts hitting the fan for Constant. He calls for reinforcements. Um, we see the ghost and the freighter. It kind of starts just charging in at the light cruiser. This is their plan. They're going to get in there close. Um, the Imperials like are like detonate the ship. Constantine really wants to detonate that mine. His whole plan, but they can't. Nothing's happening, and so. They just throw the cargo at the light cruiser, and then the fucking mine goes off and just inflicts a shit ton of damage on Constantine's light I do cruiser. not have the energy to track how this is possible, how they're activating. Like, I can't. Well, they don't even explain it. I know! They lose comm with it, they get comm back, but then they can't detonate it for some reason. And then when they throw the cargo at the light cruiser, it just goes off. I, I can't, uh, yeah. There's no point in even thinking about it. I'm really blazing through this last part here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they throw in the light cruiser. It doesn't blow up the light cruiser, and technically Chopper armed it, but I'm not crediting Chopper with this one. And also, it doesn't completely take out the light cruiser, so we don't really know the kill count. No. Do some people die? Probably. I don't know. 
but constant like the ship is still you know it's not hurtling towards the atmosphere of Myokpo. It's still there. Um, I feel like Thrawn has got to be disappointed that Constantine didn't get blown. Yeah, into I think space. he was hoping that he yeah. would just die. Um, but um, yeah, so major damage thrown in the light cruiser, inflict heavy damage. Um, it's at this point that Thrawn's star destroyer drops out of hyperspace. Mart Matten sees it's like, oh, that's a star destroyer. There, there, there it is, big. And then um, we're going to just get our last clip here. It's going to bring us to the end of the episode. This is going to be Thrawn shitting on fucking Sato. Thrawn talks to Sato. He shits on fucking Constantine. And then we're going to get Martin and his uncle reunited. I don't give a shit. Commander Jim Sato, I wondered what it would take to motivate your return to my cargo. And now you know, Admiral. Until we meet again. Yes. Until we meet again. <laughs> Admiral Constantine, you call for assistance. Quite the contrary, Admiral. I was contacting you to report the rebels have been driven from this system. I assume you mean the rebels and their sympathizers escaped. What's Constantine it is good trying to, to pull? See you alive, I even blended the clips together so they'd go Thank quicker. You for coming. <laughs> of course, but we are both indebted to Captain Sindula and her crew. Yeah! I hate them. I hate them. I can't believe it. You guys came back. What do you expect? We're the Iron Squadron. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only good part of the episode, right here. Yep. <laughs> Chopper just smacks R three like they got this big aerial shot. This big pan wrap. You just see Chopper just smack R three. So unnecessary, yes. but I was so happy it was in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. He knew that they came back. What is he talking about? He spoke to her on the fucking transmission. I can't. I don't. I, it doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't matter. I, uh, I. There is no episode that left me so depressed <laughs> <laughs> than when this when the credits rolled on this one. I, uh, uh, it's confounding. <laughs> Do the good people at IMDb agree with us, Adam? Um, well, I, for IMDb, I'd say so. IMDb is giving the Iron Squadron a 6.3. <laughs> now, mind you, I laugh and you're like, well, that's a six. That's not that. For IMDb, like the only that's people we've low. talked about this before, the only people rating individual episodes of like Star Wars the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebel are people that are like super highly invested in it. So there's obviously going to be the people that just give everything a fucking 10 because they just fucking love it. And then there's going to be people that fucking hate it. I check and just give it a 1. Bombad Jedi got a 6.2. Okay, so, so it's we are, a good company. Yeah. Do you have uh our ratings up for the Clone Wars? I'm just kind of curious here. Do we like do you have those to handy yeah. still? I'd be curious if we organize them, <laughs> um, if you want to go ahead and organize those based on rating, um, I'd be very curious to see what some of the dog shit ones are. Yeah, so uh, your ratings, um, I think your lowest was uh, Dooku Captured, or no, 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 uh, Bombad Jedi, you gave a .5. <laughs> Senate Spy, you gave a 1. That's, that episode sucks. 
I actually think Bombad Jedi is better than that fucking episode. The Gungan General, you gave a 1.5. And I remember that being dog shit as well. <laughs> and, but when I look back on that, at least it had Jar Jar when, like, those clones sent yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, go talk to him. Yeah, and, like, go they, talk to him. They want to get Jar Jar blown up. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, oh, a Sunny Day in the Void, a 2. Yep. Um, and also, then there's Heavy Presence of the uh, Calamari arc, Mon yes. Cal arc. And what then was there are a handful rated? of twos. Uh, I think it follows the same the same logic. I'm pulling yours up right now. I'm just really curious here. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Senate Murders. Senate Murders. <laughs> they got a one. Is that another fucking... Uh, is that another... No, Senate Murders. Which one was that? Senate Mur- Oh, that's the one where Uncle Ono dies. Yeah. The python of the... <laughs> the python of the Senate. <laughs> That would fucking suck. Bombad Jedi won. Senate Spy 1.5. Oh, I see you've already given Iron Squadron your rating here. <laughs> yes, okay. I did. All right. So a 6.3 on IMDb. I got to tell you, I fucking hate this. It, it was awful. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> it was so bad. I'm giving it a one. Um, There was like two moments where I kind of laughed. Chopper made me laugh at the end when he punched. Uh, That one was yeah, good. That's that was good. good. Um. And then also when space waffle when when the fucking potato was gonna try to fuck a space waffle, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I'm giving it a one though. I fucking hate it. It was horrendous. I think I initially when I finished it, I was like, ah, oh, it's like a four. I did not enjoy it. But as I got further away from it, I was like, I really fucking hate this episode. I'm giving it a one. Yeah. Uh, I think my rating is even too elevated. I went with a two. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. Join the party, man. I'm, I'm thinking... I think what happened is I looked at the Iron Squadron are going to be in more episodes. So I I think it might... It. I want to leave room to go lower. So, yeah. <laughs> room to go lower? I just went with two. <laughs> God. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. It is the worst episode of Rebels. <laughs> bar none. This fucking suck, dude. It, it made no sense. There's so many things where I'm like, why are you doing that? And like, it's just 10 minutes ago I was saying, well, don't be a fucking elitist about something. But like, this when shit doesn't make sense. When shit doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, what do you want me to do? Oh, my God. I want to blow him up at the same time with the mine. Uh, this guy's a fucking admiral. Always look on the light side of life. This episode really fucking sucks. Light side moment of the episode, Adam. I got to go with Chopper punching R3. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know how it could be anything yeah. else. Oh, that's ride the fjord. That was a fjord ride. I'll give that credit. Yeah, that's yep. that's where the one comes from. Is Chopper also Chopper just immediately beating the shit out yep. of Arthur? Oh yeah, that's funny. So I'm going with that. Are you going with that as well? Yes, indeed. All right, let's move on. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moment of the episode. I don't know, like the senseless strategy going on all over the fucking place. Constantine doesn't make sense. 
fucking Mart Matt Maddie Marty Matt, whatever the fuck doesn't make sense. Uh, Ezra There's just, no rhyme or reason to any of it. Ezra thinking this dude is the fucking bees knees <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> we'll come back for you. He wants to die. <laughs> okay, what's yours? Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I oh god. I'll, oh, okay. I'll go with this. Fucking Mart, I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him. But the fact that he th- just throws away a space waffle and doesn't even doesn't yeah, it's precious food and he just throws it away willy nilly. Shit. And the sucks. fact that they're gonna come back, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm really worried now because <laughs> you're kind of the way you're talking about it. They're integral. I don't remember them, thankfully. So, <laughs> thankfully, they didn't leave a big enough impression. How could you forget a bag of water? <laughs> hey, look, a bag of water. That's different. It made sense when I said it. Um, yeah, anyways. Thank you, Rex. Hey, Rex was in the episode for half a second. He was on the hollow. Yeah. You got to get it up. I don't even want... I'm going to lose my voice if I do it. I can't do it. I can seal the itch. I have the itch. Cheese. You gotta get it up. Cheese. Butter. Mandy. Eat it on. Dennis Prieger. Hilton. Bean canceled. Gina Carano. Come on the podcast. Paul Bryant. Gina Grad. fired. Gina Carano. Come on the podcast. Help me, Dennis Prieger. I'm being canceled. Oh, my God. You know what I saw the other day? I literally saw a Prieger U bumper sticker. <laughs> no. I swear. I was trying to get a picture of it, but they got... I, they turned and I didn't get in time. Where were you driving? It's right over here. I just got oh. in a car wash. And like, yeah, and it was like a Lincoln, of course. And it, I really wanted to get a look at the person, but I couldn't catch up to him. But yeah, Prager U bumper sticker. Someone actually bought that. <laughs> and then proudly put it on their Lincoln. All right. Uh, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Uh, help me, Dennis Prager. And being canceled. Mandy, help me, Dennis Prager. Being canceled. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Rex when he showed up in the hollow. That was cool. Hey, that was cool. That yeah. was fun. Whatever. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Chopper for just kicking the shit out of R5 the entire time. It's true. Yeah. You know what? Shout out it's to R5, too. I, I would probably fucking... I think he has a death wish, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, you're scared jump. Whatever. Shout out to R5. At least he's a droid. He's, yeah. He's the least insufferable he's one pulling, of them all. He's pulling his weight. <coughs> yeah. Okay. The Clone Cast presents... Power Rankings. Talk to me. Yeah! I'm just fast running. I'm, I'm yeah, using yeah, yeah, my yeah. voice. <laughs> um, okay, Power Rankings. This is where we rank our three favorite characters. Good luck on this one. First place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. We're going to add it all up at the end. Okay, Adam, who's your number one all-star? Number one. I'm making up I'm making up for the fact that it's I gone. gave Chopper Dark It's gone. I, did, I tried. R5. R5 gets number one. Because yeah, he R5. has to he has to fly th- through space with the rest of these fucking dullards. Yeah, and like... He seems kind of shitty for an astromech, but I think it's just more of, like, shitty by osmosis. Yes. Like, he's just... He's trying. He's trying, but he's just been brought down for too long. By yes. Okay. Um, who's your number two? Well, who's your number one? R5. Oh, R5. Okay. All yeah, right. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'll give it to him. Whatever. Who number cares? two. I'm going... I have to give credit to him. Space Waffles. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Space Waffles. 
Um, yeah, space waffles. Some <laughs> a piece of they have one point already. In there. <laughs> They're gonna be vaulting ahead of, literally ahead of Anakin Skywalker on our ring because he he showed up. In a hollow. He was on hollow. Yeah, I'll get space waffles. Who do you got for number three? Number three, I'm going <coughs> cargo. Cargo. Yeah, they took out a Gazanti. Okay. Did, didn't too too much for the light cruiser, but they took out a Gazanti. Okay. Cargo. I could see that. Cargo does a good job. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to baked potato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that I really care for the character. I just like thinking about this man is just like there's nothing going on there. Yeah. You ever see those experiments where they like hook up like electricity to <laughs> you a can potato? Run a, you can run a clock <laughs> radio <laughs> off of a potato. potato. Maybe do something like that. You know, get Dr. Frankenstein here to work on the potato. <laughs> so I'm giving it to potato guy. I'm giving potato guy a point. Okay. So no change at the top. Should we give Ezra negative points? Uh, yeah. I wanted to give negative points to everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Aqualush Bull and Conchgal four points each. Um, so they're they're up to 52. Uh, I'm not going to take points away from Ezra, but his poor performance has them closer to him, so they're only 10 back. So Hera's still in first, Ezra in second, Conchgal and Aqualush Bull in third, Chopper in fourth. I think I just found a, I think I found the, the episode art. I just texted it to you. Okay. Well, we look forward to looking at that after we wrap this up. <laughs> look at it now. Uh, look at it. Look. All right. Well, I'm going to play this, and then I'll take a look. I take a pardon, but what do you mean? Naked. My parts are showing. My goodness. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll take his face and put it maybe next to it or superimpose it. The potato has more personality. Yes. Well, it's Oshuda. Yep. That, 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 that. All right. Miyakobo. We're on Miyakobo. Um, who was the fashion icon? Who was looking hot? Okay. Good hood. Who was looking hot? Who's your fashion icon? Adam, who do you got? I, you know what? I got to hand it to R5. That R5, color scheme. Yeah. That color scheme was looking good. Yeah. Even, I don't know yeah. what they were basing it off of, but for a pyramid, pyramid head droid. He had a good color scheme to him. R5, kind of cool. R5's growing on me. Yeah. R5, yeah. Um, R5 did look good. Um, I don't know. Everything sucks. I really don't like this episode. I'm going to give it to the um, the uh, YT-2400 freighter. Hey, there you go. It's It looks cool. The Outrider. Yeah, I like it. Let's let's get more of those. Give me a Lego set. I could I could vibe with that. Um, do not give me a Matt Mart Matten Mart Madeline Marley Matten minifig. I don't want that. I don't want that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, good old Corellian Freighter there. An interesting model of the Corellian Freighter. So that's my good hood. It was looking hot. All right. <laughs> All right, Yoda, Chewbacca, thank you. Thank you very much, Yoda and Chewbacca. Um, okay, this is the tagline portion. Back in the old Clone Wars days, uh, I would predict the next episode based off the tagline. I no longer have that luxury. Therefore, I predict the next episode based off of the episode title. So, Adam, what is going to cleanse our souls next week? Next week's episode is entitled The Win... The Win job the what <laughs> the when Cthulhu job okay i have no idea what that means 
It the sounds win, like the Win Cthulhu job. It sounds like they got a job to do yeah. on maybe a place called Win Cthulhu. With a lot of consonants. Sure. So, um, yeah, they got a job to do on Win Cthulhu. Um, I have no idea. All I can tell you is I'm glad it's not this. Um, I am glad to put this episode in the rear view. What if this was a four-episode arc? <laughs> it just continued the story. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I w- my ulcerative colitis would relapse. And, yes. Yeah. I, they'd have to put me back on prednisone. Um, okay. Well, we look forward to uh, the Wookiee Winkathu. Winkathu job. The Winkathu job. Interesting. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, all righty. Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can always reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Uh, Reach out if you want to join the Discord. I actually posted some stuff in there this last week. There you go. I want to talk more Bad Batch. Yeah. It helps Mando. out if you, if you share uh, you know, the episodes, you tell a friend, you retweet the episodes. Yeah, Gary's stuff. getting into it. Yeah, let's go, Gary. So we see you next time for the Win Cthulhu job. Until then, may the uh, Lebo be with you. What's a Lebo? Hear the tragedy of Crispin's day. Uh-huh.